Never seen you after hours, Money Penny. Lovely. Thank you, James. Out on some kind of professional assignment, dressing the kill. You know you'll find this crushing, 007. When I don't sit at home every night praying for some international incident, so I can run down here all dressed up to impress James Bond. I was on a date, if you must know, with a gentleman. We went to the theatre together. Oh, Money Penny, I'm devastated. What would I ever do without you? As far as I can remember, James, you've never had me. Hope springs eternal. You know, this sort of behaviour could qualify as sexual harassment. Really? What's the penalty for that? Someday you have to make good on your innuendos. Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin. It's best film ever. My name is Ian. And I'm Liam. I'm Ellie. And I'm Georgia. And joining us today, we have a very special guest. We have Richard. Richard. Woo! Uh, hello there. Hello, Richard. Richard is with us because he is our expert in all things James Bond, Bond. and cars. Yeah. So... There's now, to be fair, every Bond movie's got kind of a cross section of vehicles with yeah, it, yeah. which oh, yeah. which was made very well known by <laughs> by one of the female leads in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but so just um, twenty twenty five years since the launch of Goldeneye, since yeah. the first thing, so it's definitely worth having having a look. Uh, but before we do that, let's talk about our usual preambles. Uh, Liam, we've charted in some countries, Ooh. some places new, and some places. That are a return. Okay, cool. Okay, so we've tried in the United States. Yep. In Great Britain. Yep. In Canada. 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 Yep. In Australia. Mm-hmm. In Germany. Ah. Which is nice. That is nice. Thank German you, Germany. Thank you, Germany. Uh, in Switzerland, we're top 20 podcast in Switzerland. We love you, Switzerland. We are top five in Malaysia. woo We are number one. Yes, go on. In Oman. Wow. Nice. That's got to be my favorite so far. It's like, oh, man, Oman. <laughs> Oman. <laughs> And then, Thank you guys. just when we thought they were done with us, we are number one in Sierra Leone. Yay! <laughs> Sierra Leone are back. Welcome back, Sierra Leone. How, we love you, Sierra Leone. How we have missed you. We have, yeah. Uh, really quick, it's Fantasy Football Day, Liam. And uh, you, you seem like you're doing all right, but you are up against uh, Defining Disney. I am, yeah. Six versus seven. Mm-hmm. Georgia is up against Nick and Russ, who you don't know anything. quarterback. On their on their lineup, don't question it. Not put one in. Don't question it. If they want to give away, apparently they don't know anything. So that would be <laughs> included in that. Was you need to start both quarterbacks. On that note, I think uh, Ellie's got a similar sort of matchup against that song from that movie because I think they've got like three missing spots. Alex has got three missing spots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whereas me and Alex from Main Street Finance might be the only legit matchup of the week. Oh, and, and Liam and Defining Disney, yeah. where you know we're, we're we're throwing some bombs. So four versus three. In that regard, so someone's I got a chance to make some make some hay. So we'll see how that goes. And then just a little reflections and corrections. We oh, owe sorry, Ethan. You haven't called me Queen Ellie yet this week. Oh, Queen Ellie, you did lose. Did you not? Because you lost. You lost Georgia three games in the lead. Two games. Two, no, games, two in games in the lead. Georgia did lost break. You and, by a good <laughs> well I done, Georgia. It's not. It's not going to her head. So we have the queen. The and, queen is dethroned, and definitely someone <laughs> is making their mark to take to take <laughs> down the queen. Uh, and so I apologize for skipping over that. And Liam, we owe an apology to one Mister Ethan. 
Oh, do you? Because Endgame was the last cameo with Stanley. Oh, was he? Was. I did some research. Oh, okay. So he was 100% right. Okay. So, uh, I have put something already in the Disney chat, uh, the Disney podcast. But well done, I Ethan. Have to, well, well done, Ethan. Yeah. So then it's time for our shout outs. Ah, we'll have shout outs. It's a bit of a list this week. Ooh. Um, we have to thank Carlo because he said to us, he said that he wanted to thank us for being open and available to our audience by doing things like this, I suppose. Oh. Big day to Carlo. Um, podcast called Subjective Matter, who said that uh, Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man movie. Mm, no, That's not. not my vote. No, no mine. Um, I can hear the Trent, screaming at me. <laughs> Trent Tatchy, who said Spider-Verse was a breath of fresh air and the art design was a thing of beauty. I think we all like the art style yeah, of Spider-Verse. Uh, Paul and Griff, who told us they were looking forward to Golden Eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not Before Coffee, who for some reason chose to make us one of the soundtracks of Singles Day. It was Singles Day last oh, week. Did you know that? No. I did not know it was Singles Day. Mm. I assume they mean single people and not like the prepackaged cheese slices you get. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking seven-inch single. <laughs> oh, different kind of single, yeah. Um, I quite like cheese singles, though, so if anyone wants to send me cheese singles with my Virginia ham from Dwayne Smith. <laughs> Wait, did you just make a reference to Dwayne Smith? Dwayne Smith! Georgia was drinking. <laughs> I was trying to make as much time as I could so she could put the drink down, and she was like, no, nah, I'm just going to have this drink. So, I helped you out there, Georgia. No, I, I, it, was just in my, it was just by my mouth. Oh, okay. I actually drinking. So, Spy Dwayne Heart. Smith. I oh. still haven't had my ham yet. Okay. I'm just saying. So Spy, <laughs> Spy Hard's podcast, and their first episode was on um, GoldenEye. And so oh. I gave them a listen today. I've listened to a couple of them before, but I gave a listen to, they did an episode on uh, Men in Black, and it was really a oh, lot of fun. cool. Similar, similar to kind of us, they seem to have an American-sounding voice and a British-sounding voice talking movies. I'm like, hey. hang on, hang on. <laughs> I, 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 Following I, our format? I think, I think. <laughs> I've been faking this accent for a long time now. I'll go back Maybe to my usual... Maybe you need to paint in it right quick. Maybe I do. I'm, I'm going to go back to my old accent. Cool, blimey, Gav. <laughs> cool, blimey, Kaiser. Uh, buy me last I paint, would mister. I'd love to hear you keep that up the whole podcast. <laughs> oh, hey, do me, flash me. Also with the full set, I will. <laughs> um, and they said Spider-Man 2 was their favorite Spider-Man film, oh, and really? I can't blame them for that. Uh, we have someone here called Debbie. Debbie, who's Richard's wife, Debbie. Yay. She loved Spider-Verse and Ethan's passage and knowledge for everything Spider, including... Stan Lee cameos. I yeah. <laughs> well done, Ethan. Again. Uh, insert coin to continue, which is the name of a podcast, who listened to our Goodfellas episode, and they actually live in the town that Henry Hill lived in until he died. Wow. Which I thought was a really strange kind of little statement. Yeah. I'm just throwing my phone away, and I'm going to need that for the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to go get that at some point. <laughs> but it's just buzzing like crazy. Uh, Digging in the Dome, is part, who called us Pretty Rad. Oh, I cool. Think we're, I think we're pretty rad. I like that. I'll take that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a musical podcast. Gave us lots of wrecks and have a lot to say here. Also, we've got Dwayne Smith. Dwayne, Dwayne Smith! Smith. <laughs> uh, he watched Spider-Verse just so we could listen to the pod. And so did It's a Musical Pod. They both just watched it so they could listen. So thank you, man. Oh, That's yeah. a big commitment. That's that like, is, I want to yeah. listen to your two-hour review so much. I'm going to watch the two-hour movie first. Thank you, guys. Uh, the F and Nerds podcast. We love the F and Nerds yeah, podcast. And then, of course, Critical Av podcast. So, I mean, that's a ridiculous group of people who engaged with us this week, and not because they were like, this, I mean, they just liked it. Like, they actually reached out and sent a message. So I'm, I'm surprised like, Lestat didn't thank reach you out. Uh, oh, Lestat's got some stuff later oh, on. Oh, has he? He's got oh, some okay. stuff later on. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. 
but uh, <laughs> he'll, he'll get his props at that point. So we are doing Goldeneye. So uh, Richard is the biggest James Bond fan I know. So yeah, much same. so that he has this mug with like the logos of like every James Bond. He's holding up to the camera, which, which we can see, of course, yeah, the audience. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> Richard, who, who bought you that mug? That seems like a great gift. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, that would be my... My Canadian friend, uh, that would be you. Ian. Oh wow! <laughs> because even you, long before we had a podcast, I went Richard. I saw it and went Richard. I know who's a giant James Bond fan. It's Richard. So when I knew we were going to do this, there's nobody else who you have to have on. We have to have Richard. Yeah, on exactly. This. Yeah. And Richard, you joined us before for was it Days of Thunder? Correct. Days yep. of Thunder is doing ridiculously well. Oh wow! Like this month, people are rediscovering Days of Thunder. Huh? Seriously, it's like of the, all the old ones, it's the one that's moving the most. This is for like, you, Harry. So I, I think Richard's got himself a, a fan base. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Don't go to the outside Seriously? on turn four. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I learned. I'll race you there. People like Richard. People yeah. like Richard. There we are. There we that's go. That's a new podcast. People like Richard. People like Richard. <laughs> <laughs> so is it's that all a, about the tires? So 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 is that? to people like dick <laughs> <laughs> i can't make my joke i was going to now because i'm like is that like a list of people who are similar to richard's or people like richard <laughs> or is it like people who are fonder people like richard but if it's like people like dick it's like people who are like dick. <laughs> hey i'll take them all <laughs> <laughs> if you say so <laughs> so uh, who has i mean I, therefore i know richard's seen this film before i know that I know I've seen this film. I've before. seen it a long while ago. Then, ladies, had either of you seen this film before? Bits of it. Okay. I thought I had, and I hadn't. There seems to be a theme with you this week because you said you hadn't seen the Incredible Hulk, which will come out two days from now. Yeah. Well, I knew I'd seen a Pierce Brosnan and James Bond film with Robbie Coltrane in it. Oh, he's there's the, there's the there's one. a few of those. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. He he he. That, that's a recurring character he does. He does it in at least two films. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So, yeah. so um, Goldeneye. Uh, the 17th James Bond film, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Martin Campbell, a Kiwi. Hey. Much like Ethan and Taika Waititi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he wasn't too much of a name before. Uh, he directed something called The Sex Thief. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which, uh, for the sake of my internet history, I didn't like, click the link. To see what <laughs> we can review that on people like Dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on our other podcast. He would go on to direct The Mask of Zorro, The Legend of Zorro, Green Lantern, and then he would come back and do Casino Royale. Oh, okay. So he does Brosnan's first, and then he does Daniel Craig's first. That's very interesting. I think he gets how to introduce a Bond, because yeah. they're both good movies. Yeah. And I'd just like to add that The Sex Thief is a comedy slash pornographic from 1973. Now, is this because you're about... familiar with this? Because <laughs> you're really quick with this information. What's, uh... I'm just... I'm quick to research. Guys. Oh, this you're researching. Check corner. Okay. Um, two investigators search for a cat burglar who seduces his victims after he robs them. And someone saw that and said, that's the guy directing Bond. <laughs> yes. Which actually, Bond kind of yeah. strays that line anyway. It's a little bit, doesn't yeah. he? Uh, John Woo was offered this film and turned it down. Oh. Which is nuts because John Woo would later do Mission Impossible 2. Yeah. But also, if you see Tomorrow Never Dies... That's got a very John Woo feel to it, I think. Yeah. It's not John Woo, but no, it's got a very John Woo feel to it. So obviously they had an idea of what they wanted to. Mm. And this is written by Michael France, and it's the first 007 movie not to have any story elements from Ian Fleming. Oh, okay. But so Richard, do you know why it's called Goldeneye? Um, yeah, I do. I've done also done my research. Oh, excellent. This is going to be fun then. Goldeneye is actually uh, Ian Fleming's Jamaican house name. Yes, it is. 
It is, but it was uh, before that. It was Operation Goldeneye from World War Two, yeah. of which Fleming took a part of because uh, he was a naval intelligence officer. Uh, made the plan. Uh, it was around uh, uh, the Germans uh, possibly invading Spain. Yes, and so uh, this plan was uh, drawn up by Fleming and called Operation Goldeneye. Wow. So yeah. So although it doesn't have any actual like story elements, it's still got. It's it still, still got has an history. I mean, link to it. Yeah, though, which is really it, yeah. really interesting. That's cool. Uh, it was supposed to be the third and final film in Timothy Dalton's contract. After 1989's License to Kill, this was always supposed to be a it, Dalton film. Oh, okay. But the problem was, like, things went to hell with this movie. So, 1989, right? Yeah. July 89, they released License to Kill, and they instantly start work on the next film. Yeah. Like, not, like, shooting. Yeah, But, yeah, like, yeah, let's yeah. write it, let's yeah, get yeah. it ready, because, yeah. you know, it does okay. And uh, there was even a poster at the Carlton Hotel during the 1990 Cannes Film Festival pr- promoting it. And this is like back in May 1990. In August 1990, it reports that Albert R. Bricoli, who does like all the yeah. Bond films, yeah. has parted company with writer Richard Marabom, who'd written all but three Bond films. Wow. And gotten rid of director John Glenn, who directed the last five Bond films. Oh, okay. So he basically got rid of his creative team. Wow. And you went, uh, okay. And it was still supposed to start shooting in late 1990, but in Hong Kong for a 1991 release. But it was a much different film, though. It was going to be called The Property of a Lady, which was based off an Ian Fleming short story of that name. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dalton says there was a script, and they were interviewing directors, and then it went into development hell. Because MGM, who's the parent company of United Artists, got into a legal dispute with Bacoli's production company. It's called Dan Jack, and they own the Bond film rights, and they couldn't come to an agreement. And so by 1990, MGM was going to be sold for $1.5 billion to a U.S.-Australian conglomerate called Quintex. Ooh. But that fell through. But that takes time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this French company called Pathé bought it for $1.2 billion, And they were going to like offset the costs by like liquidating the bond back catalog. Yeah. And just like selling it to like all these TV stations to like, you know, go ahead and show it for like nothing. Okay. But we're going to use that money because if you do it in enough countries, you'll get generate enough income yeah, yeah. to pay off some of this $1.2 billion. And then this Dan Jack, uh, Bricoli's company, like absolutely lost it because they're going, no, you're just devaluing yeah. the franchise. Yeah. And so at this point, sort of Dalton sees the writing on the wall and goes, yeah, I don't think I'm doing the next film because <laughs> yeah. my contract ends, ended in 1990. Like there's no way you can make this happen. Wow. And so uh, the lawsuit just settled in December 92. Um, oh, I apologize, but, but, but Dalton's contract uh, expires in 93. But the life cycle of a film, if they're not making it in like 1990, you can't you know, script it, yeah, shoot yeah. it, promote it, get in the theater, all within the time scale of his contract. Yeah. So he's going, I don't think it's going to work. Um, but Bricoli reaches out, and Dalton finally goes, fine, I'll do one more film. But Bricoli kind of goes, well, um, after such a long gap, you can't come back and do one film. We need you to come back for like three, four, five films. Okay. He, so he goes ahead and goes, look, I, I can get your logic, but I don't want to be Bond for the rest of my life. No. So they go, go ahead and, and go ahead and go for somebody else. And then production is delayed for even more, like, there's no real reason, but it just gets delayed. And, and this is when Dalton officially goes public and says, I'm resigning from the film. Oh, okay. Because it's just not working. Uh, they do cast it. We'll talk about who that is later. Yeah, <laughs> leave it as a surprise. <laughs> what a surprise! But uh, they shot from January to June '95, but not at the usual location because they usually shot at a little studio outside London called Pinewood. Pinewood Pinewood Studios, but it was being used for the Richard Gere film for <laughs> First Night. 
Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that got somehow that got precedent over the new Bond film. Isn't Sean Connery in that? Yeah, he is. Oh, there we go. Another little long Bond Bond link. Um, So they end up converting an old Rolls Royce factory at Leavesden Aerodrome in Hertfordshire. Oh, okay. And they call it um, Leavesden Studios or something like that. But then there's another problem because they're getting ready to shoot and the script is too similar to a, a, a comedic spy film that comes out in 1994 where you might have said, get to the chopper. <laughs> it's too, get down. It's too close to True Lies starring wow. Arnold Schwarzenegger. So they go, we have to rewrite some of this. So this is like the absolute like snake bit kind of a thing. Yeah. Finally does get made. They do premiere it November 13th uh, at Radio City Music Hall, and it gets generally released November 17th. November 17th will be the day that this podcast will get released. 25 years to the day of its American release. So for the 52% of our listenership who's in the United States, this one's for you. (laughs) Uh, It would make its UK premiere about a week later. But the real concerns at this point were, Okay, great. You've got Bond. It's been six years. Does Bond actually still work in the 90s? Yeah, true. I think we, it's a similar question what we might ask yeah. today. We might ask at the end of the podcast. Because we see it as a new rebranding, doesn't yeah. it? don't we? But those things that Bond is famous for, does yeah. that work? Is it okay to have that happen? You know what I mean? Like he's yeah, yeah. like he's a womanizer, right? Yeah. He's hard drinking. He's 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 hypermasculine. He's violent. He's all these things. And then well, can we do this in the nineties? And since keep in mind, since the time the last Bond film came out, the 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 Berlin Wall came down, the Soviet Union has collapsed, the Cold War is over, mm. and people are starting to go. Has 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 the world passed Bond by? Now today you're going well. Of course not. You just reboot forever. Yeah. that's all you do with films. Yeah, but they're going. Maybe it's over. And then some people said, well, maybe we just hit it in the past. Maybe you don't, you don't bring it up to modern day. Maybe he, you can say it's the 70s. It's the, you can Indiana Jones it, basically. Always said it in the past, and yeah. you'll never have to worry about that. Some people thought about a female or a black 007, which we're going to get a female black 007 for a little bit in the new Bond movie. Are we? Yeah, because apparently yeah. in the new one, Bond is on hiatus, and they've reassigned his code number to somebody else. Oh, okay. So, that's she's, so, she, so she's 007. She's not yeah, James yeah, Bond. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. clever. So the question is, how do you adapt James Bond for the 90s? And that's the question this film more or less had to answer. And that's kind of where I want to leave it going into the film. Yeah. So is there anything we see, you think I, that we're missing here at this point, Richard? No, I don't think so. I okay. think you've covered all the bases. Excellent. So here we go then. So the film starts and we get, I'm sorry, I think it's an absolutely pants rendition of the James Bond theme. <laughs> Anybody else? It was like all electronic and like well, it, was, it's, it's a bit weak. It was it was not good. It didn't have a didn't, big impact, did it? I noticed I didn't the difference. Notice anything special about the music in this film? At no. all, really. Well, I have that for later, but we can do it now. The the score in this film is dreadful. Mm. And have, normally, I James Bond. Of the only, I thought it was one of the only redeeming factors of this film. Was the score? Really much, yeah, it doesn't really do much for my interpretation of it, does it? Oh, I've got it. I mean, it was largely panned. It was done by Eric Serra. And a reviewer, Richard Von Busack in Metro, said the film score was more appropriate for a ride on an elevator than a ride on a roller coaster. He's right. <laughs> I think he's 100% right. <laughs> yeah. I did appreciate sort of like, you know, the typical James Bond motifs in the score um, when, I, when I noticed them. But that was more of like a well, kind that, of... That was just when, when the, know, the when theme it, came out. Yeah. 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 And that, that's more kind of like you're like, 
oh, it's the theme. And similarly, when certain lines come out in the film, you're yeah. like, oh, it's that. It's that repetition. Not because it was anything special. As Bond films goes, the music is normally everything at the beginning. It's, you yeah. know, it sets you, sets you up for the rest of the film. This didn't see for me. See, I don't know if we're talking about the score or if we're talking about the theme song, because actually we'll get to it, but yeah. I have feelings about the theme song. Yeah, me too. Uh, let's talk about the prologue. Well, first off, let's talk about the fact computer graphics were used in that opening barrel shot. And it's yep. the first time we ever had computer graphics on a Bond film. Just a little note. That was oh. what that was worth. Yeah, so yeah. The prologue, the bungee jump. Tell me you've got some information on the bungee jump here, Richard. Actually, I don't. You don't? No. Oh, wow. I keep throwing to you with these big moments. <laughs> <laughs> Great big curveballs. Well, yeah. I can tell you about the bungee jump then. This was filmed. Liam, at first, you went Hoover Dam. Until and, I, until and then we went, hang on, there's mountains. There's mountains. <laughs> <laughs> That's not desert. That's not desert. <laughs> I might not know a lot about geography, but I know that mountains typically don't take place in the I was like, damn, I'm wrong. Uh, (laughs) It was filmed at the Contra Dam in Tokino, Switzerland. Oh, Switzerland. Yes. The opening bungee jump at Arkhangsglesk, shot at the Contra Dam in Switzerland, that was performed by a gentleman called Wayne Michaels, was voted the best movie stunt of all time in a 2002 Sky Movies poll, and set the record for the highest bungee jump ever off a fixed structure. Yeah. It was 720 feet. (laughs) That is a long way down. That was it was a it was a swan dive and there half, are, wasn't it? There have got to be easier ways to get into a building. I yeah. I, I really love this stuff. But this is a Bond trope, isn't it, Richard? Like the opening has to have whether it's what was that one? Was it Spectre where he does that long walk along the roof and it's like a seven minute uninterrupted yeah. shot? Yeah, yeah. Like there's yeah, always yeah. something in the opening where you go, oh wow. my god, yeah. that's like you're pushing you the envelope. Yeah, we want yeah. to do something technically that hasn't been done before. Yeah, yeah. There is always something. So. Uh, Brosnan couldn't have done this uh, because he's afraid of heights. I would have given it a go. Would you? Have? <laughs> I would have done. Oh, I would have been running. Uh, I'd have been running the other way. I would have been the first to go. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> And yeah. we find out we're at the Chemical Weapons Division someplace in the Soviet Union, and we get the entrance of James Bond. There's a guy on the crapper. <laughs> He's <laughs> yeah. reading the paper. He drops the paper, and Bond's head is upside down. It's the first time we get the the, the, the face of Pierce Brosnan. Very Spider-Man-esque, Bond. isn't it? <laughs> it is very... <laughs> Spider-Man was last week. Yeah. They, they didn't quite kiss. But no. yes. <laughs> and he goes, beg your pardon, forgot to knock. And this is our first of the new James Bond, Pierce Brosnan. And he was supposed to be the Bond after Roger Moore. Yeah. He was supposed yes. to be. Uh, Richard, do you have anything else in the backstory here? Well, he, he had other film commitments at the time, so they, he couldn't commit to Bond when uh, the producers wanted uh, him himself. So the deal was so, he was available because his TV show Remington Steel was going to be cancelled. Yeah. So he got cast. And then when he got cast, there was all this interest in Pierce Brosnan. So the producers of Remington Steel renewed the show. Oh, no. So they completely screwed him over. At which point they went, you're obligated. You've got a contract with us first and foremost. So he had to watch Dalton take the role. Wow. Yeah. So thankfully he got a chance to play it later so on. So that would have been interesting then because if he had took that role yeah. at that point, yeah. would he have then stopped the role like Dalton did? It's a good question. I don't know. And then would they had somebody else? I don't know. Yeah. How many did Dalton do? Two. Two. He was supposed to do three, but the big delay stopped it from happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, other names who were included or rumored to be the new Bond, I've got some here. Mm-hmm. Uh, one might say, every man dies, not every man truly lives. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Wow. Who the studio wanted. No way. But uh, Albert Bracoli thought he was too short and said, I don't want to make a Mel Gibson movie. I want to make a James Bond movie. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of said, anything that becomes Mel Gibson is a Mel Gibson film. It's not a Bond film. He's bigger than the brand, if you will. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Uh, 
also now this one was hard to confirm, but I found it on a couple different sources. Hugh Grant. What? Yeah. No way. <laughs> There's two very different reactions. Liam is disgusting. <laughs> Ellie is like, I want to go to this other universe and see this film. Like he'd just be, yeah, he'd I just can't be, really see Hugh Grant doing. He'd just be like, he, the quintessential English. The guy would like pull his gun on him and he'd go, oh, uh, uh, oh, really? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, uh, so, sorry to disturb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've just done your gun at your hand. Have, if we could have a universe where, like, you know, Hugh Grant does James Bond and then Pierce Brosnan does it or vice versa, I would be really happy with okay. that. <laughs> to be fair, if that was the George Lazenby one, <laughs> he could probably got away with it. But yes. Do you know what I mean? But I can absolutely confirm this other person was offered the role and turned it down. <gasps> Go. Liam Neeson. Wow. Did not wow. want to be an action star. Uh, I <laughs> guess I guess he was missing a very specific set of skills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that joke written down for two days. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> And the, studio, wow. and the studio had a backup choice in case Brosnan uh, bailed. They had Paul McGann from Doctor Who. Oh, uh, mm, oh really? It's really, it's an interesting choice. Liam Neeson, I could see. Yeah. Yes. But Paul McGann. They were determined they were going to have an Irish guy, whether it was going to be yeah. or whether it was going to be Brosnan. Brosnan yeah. Um, to be sure. Ray Fiennes also auditioned. Yeah, I can see that. He'd, he'd later get a role, obviously, as M. Yeah, Skyfall. yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And Brosnan. Uh, Hang on. What about Clive Owen? He was quite big at the time. He did He did audition, and I believe if I recall my research correctly, the big sticking point with him was he wanted a percentage of the points. Uh, so basically like uh, Jack Nicholson in Batman yeah, yeah. got a small salary but negotiated himself some points on the film, yeah. and so he ends up making $60 million. Yeah, yeah. And Keanu Reeves makes like $90 million for The Matrix. Yeah. And so Clive Owen wanted points, and they went, no, we're not doing points. Yeah. You'll get your salary, and that's – because once you're Bond, you can sort of – play that card forever yeah you, you know can. what i mean yeah, yeah. so um brosnan was only paid i say only but still 1.2 million i would have thought more yeah yeah um and i've so, been interested to see what he got towards the end of the last movie there was a very special visitor on set though and it was sir roger moore oh and cool. he goes to the set because his uh son was working as the third assistant director and so when he was asked what he was doing there, he went, oh, well, uh, early tests of Pierce Brosnan haven't worked out, so I've been brought back. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Roger Moore. Great. Sir Roger. Legend. And some more of the prologue. So, um, you know, so Pierce Brosnan's inside, and then all of a sudden he has this guy pull a gun on him from the shadows. And then out from the shadows comes Alec Trevelyan, 006. Yeah. And I thought it was a great little bit of foreshadowing, if you will. Absolutely. That he's going to do this. He's going to hide in the shadows and he's going to emerge. Because when he later shows up, he does the same thing. He walks out of the shadows. He does. I thought it was brilliant. And you know what? This film needed these two. You needed to feel their friendship in like the span of four minutes. And I did. I did. I felt these were two buddies who had saved the world a thousand times over. And not only that, how often do you see Bond work with another another double agent and it was cool and to see him work yeah. with someone else and to work so tightly with them and Trevelyan had him beat he had the gun on him yeah he could have he could have done yeah mm-hmm. what, what do you think Richard I really like I, I want to see more of good guy like Trevelyan yeah me too yeah absolutely I think he played it well and I think uh, Bond could do with a companion that, that's, that's kind of an interesting idea not necessarily psych, but just like a, a team there's nothing yeah. wrong with that no yeah Georgia you're not really versed that much on Bond what was your feeling at this point in the film um very confused as to why they were calling each other 007 and 006 because it feels like a lot of mouth work when you're in a, like <laughs> I, I agree I agree but it's like, just it's just so the audience can go oh I get it he's oh, just know, like you I, and he's six so he's a little bit older than you <laughs> 
and this but is like important just six or seven or just you know james and whatever his name was when i was a kid this was my first introduction to sean bean Oh, nah, it wasn't I seen Sean, So for me, this is my introduction to Sean Bean. So oh, cool. for me, Sean Bean's always kind of a little bit Alec Trevelyan. He'll also be a little bit Ned Stark now forever. But he'll, nah, he'll always be uh, sharp to me. Oh, will he? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ellie? Yeah, I, I so, agree with Liam. I had seen in the credits that Sean Bean was in this film, but I didn't recognize him in this first scene. And I was really, really glad because if I'd realized that that was Sean Bean, then when he died, I would have been like, well, he can't really be dead. So it would have spoiled the plot. Really? Because Sean Bean kind of dies in everything. Yeah, he dies in everything. That's a... <laughs> I know he does, but like that would have been particularly quick. This is, this is where Sean Scream Bean, right? got the idea from. Yeah, which yeah. Sean Bean <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that early in his career and that particularly quickly would have been setting off alarm bells to be like, why is Sean Bean credited so highly in this film? Um, if I'd realized it was him. So I was quite glad I didn't realize until after the twist he was or- i don't think i know who sean bean is other than from this film <laughs> sean bean was originally supposed to be not sean bean alec trevelyan was originally supposed to be called augustus trevelyan okay and he was supposed to be an older mentor yeah i could see that and so they gave him uh there were two guys who turned that role down okay if you can believe it yeah one would be hello clarice really anthony hopkins anthony hopkins turned it down mm-hmm. and the second one would be i'm trying to think of a good quote for this one. <laughs> oh, Br- bruce willis is going to take him down with a, with a, with a machine gun oh um uh, 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 alan rickman yeah alan rickman was the other option <laughs> they both turned it down i know who that is alan rickman would be cool i would in love this. to see alan rickman in there in bond i like alan rickman alan, alan rickman, rickman alan is, rickman is the bond villain we should have had at some yes. point yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a, a good baddie like i like sean bean in this but like i love, saying, I love saying, sean bean i'm not saying this. in this film no, but, but he, he should, should have been a bond in... baddie at some yeah, point there's something missed there yeah um and he was named trevelyan i love this there was a British movie censor back in the 60s and 70s who hated James Bond movies and would like always give them a hard time. <laughs> so they've made, they named the villain Trevelyan to be like, screw you. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Um, and so they're walking around. They're having our little buddy cop movie here. And uh, Trevelyan's telling us his theme on life. And he goes, half of life is luck. And then the alarm goes off. And Bond goes, the other half? He goes, uh, fate. <laughs> and the Soviets attack. And they set six minutes on these charges. And Alec is caught. And so Bond, by realizing he's, he's screwed, goes, okay, Alec is going to die. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and make it three minutes. And doesn't tell anybody. Because yeah. why would you? Hey, bad guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. And they shoot Alec, which is kind of what you're supposed to do. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I think Alec's dying words are, for England, James. <laughs> which is actually quite cool. That was. Uh, Bond, I liked his voice at the beginning. It was nice. What way he was trying to be posh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who, 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 Alex Trevelyan? I really like that. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was I great. Like Posh Sean Bean. Reminds me of Robin Hood in the, in the Disney one. Okay. And I like the quote just before that. He said, uh, shut the door, Alec, there's a draft. There's yes. Draft. Yeah. It was so, it was so quippy in like a good, like stiff upper lip British kind of way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bond then discovers there's explosives and the general doesn't want anybody to shoot the explosives. So he goes, okay, I can use this. And he gets like a moving thing of, of like the explosive canisters and like hides behind them. And like one guard tries to shoot Bond. So like the general like shoots the, shoots the guard. Instead, <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. Which was great. Yeah. Um, and Bond escapes and then chases down a plane on foot. He does. Bond and the pilot both fall out after a quick tussle. Bond then jumps on a motorcycle and follows the plane off a cliff. <laughs> 
this stunt was legitimately done. I love this stunt. And they said the worst part was, because it was a working plane, as he's diving, the stuntman, yeah. kerosene is flying up in his face Bloody because hell. it's coming off of the plane. <laughs> I don't know at what point they... Obviously, I don't think he pulls the plane. Uh, no, 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 no. But, but just, just like, to get inside it. That's cool. That was very cool. Uh, and that's more than anything. I remember the prologue of this film. How much fun would that be just to ride a bike off a cliff to go chasing after a plane? Like, here's the problem because this was done <laughs> so well. Like, they did, they did try and top this in subsequent films, and I'm yeah. like, I don't think they ever did. Between the bungee jump and that, I don't think they did. That's good, Richard. I don't know. Let's get your take here as an expert of all things Bond. Does does, does Tom Cruise come close in the Mission Impossible? Well, Tom Cruise, but I, I'm thinking with, with, within with the, Bond the Bond franchise. franchise. No, no, no I mean, one comes I mean after this, it starts turning like that NAF windsurfing stuff that he yeah. does in like Die Another Day or whatever it was. Like, it's it. just, oh, I liked yeah. the effect. I like the, the, the sort of big set pieces. I like, the, I like the big stunt pieces. Yeah, definitely. And then um, the, he pulls the plane up to show that he's saved and the Russian base blows up and Bond wins. And we go into our open sequence with a golden. Nah. <laughs> I think this is a banger of a theme song. It's a great theme song. I would say this is easily top five James Bond themes. I couldn't even sing it to you. Oh, really? With yeah. the golden eye. My favorite, though, is Skyfall. Goldfinger. No, <sighs> Skyfall. I like Skyfall. Uh, Skyfall for me has got to be my favorite. Really? Yeah, I like Skyfall as well. See, yeah. I think it's that bum, 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 bum. Yeah, the whole thing is, I know. Bum, bum, bum. It leads you in, I did it? really appreciate in this one that uh, about a minute into it it go it starts going bum, 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 yeah, underneath bum, it yeah underneath the golden eye bit and i was like oh that's cool i like that <laughs> this was performed by tina turner yeah yep it was written by yes. bono and the edge really yes. yeah yes it was so the funny thing wow. was bono and the edge did this theme song and then mission impossible came out like that same year yeah or the year after something like that and larry mullen jr and adam clayton from u2 wrote that theme song wow. so at the same time they'd done bond and the other half went screw you we'll do mission impossible when was when was um batman forever was that late eight it was late 90s like 98 maybe Batman Forever? 97? Batman Forever is before Batman and Robins. So it was like 96, I want to say. So around about this time then. Because they, they wrote... Hold Me, Thrill Me, yeah. Kiss Me, Kill Me. Yeah. Yeah, they were so doing they were movie doing... themes all over the place. Wow. Yeah. So... Um, Who'd have thought you too? It didn't chart in the US, but in the UK it went to the number seven spot. And this is great. All three of these people, Bono, The Edge, and Tina Turner, were all neighbors to each other <laughs> in the south oh, of France. Brilliant. So one day, the U2 guy strolled over to Tina Turner's place, and Edge just played the song on the piano. And Bono's inspiration was he had stayed at the Golden Eye, Ian Fleming's Jamaican uh, Golden Eye home uh, on his honeymoon. That's funny. Yeah. Like, this is so... It was so meant to such be. Such a small world yeah, in this it? regard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was almost instead a uh, a pop track by Swedish pop group Ace of Bass. <laughs> they then really? used it for a different song. But I yeah, like Ace of Bass. There's a line that says, oh, Tomorrow's Enemy wants. Tomorrow's enemy is now my friend. And yeah. it's like, it's clearly they'd written this for this. But the, the thought was, well, what if the movie bombs? You don't want to be attached to it. I'm like, what if the movie bombs? It's James Bond. Bond, yeah. Jack White's not going, oh, no, it might bomb. No, but his song did. <laughs> I wish, I wish, oh, I liked his one. I don't like With Keys, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I really yeah. like his. Yeah. Uh, and then, and, and the whole time this is going on, there's a lot of silhouetted naked women and nipples. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Normal for Bond films. Normal for Bond films. But, mm. but also, 
we've got all these like symbols of, of communism yeah. like falling apart to symbolize the yeah, Cold yeah, War is yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, Cold War, yeah. And then we've got and masculinity from Bond. Absolutely. Well, yes. And then nine years later, uh, we've got the car. gun in her mouth. Sorry, the girl with like a gun. A gun in her mouth. Cigarette, and then she had another sort of the face. Yeah. And then the gun came out of her I mouth. Think, like, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. The, the, the two faces are supposed to represent uh, Sean Bean's character, Yanis. Because mm-hmm. he's supposed yeah. to be the god of two faces. I did I did see that and kind of went, oh, I'm, I'm assuming this is like going to foreshadow someone like being like double crossing or something Bond like that. Bond themes usually give you a lot of imagery for what's going to yeah. happen in the plot. Yeah. But you don't I usually know like, it until you've seen it. And then yeah. you go back and you go, oh, that's what oh, that means. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I did not like the imagery of the gun in the mouth, though. That made me feel really uncomfortable. Okay. Like um, coming out backwards, like, did you like, put a hole in their head? And like, <laughs> I didn't like it. It's very Bond-esque opening, though. It, it was very Bond-esque. Yeah. yeah. And then nine years later, we have a car chase. And uh, Bond is there. And I thought it was Money Penny, but it's not Money Penny. No. It's some psychiatrist who's with him. <laughs> and she's supposed Caroline. to be giving Caroline. And she's supposed to be giving him a... Uh, like a psych evaluation. A psych evaluation, yeah. yeah. And uh, she goes, look, I love car chases as much as the next girl. And then this car comes out of nowhere and he goes, who's that? He goes, the next girl. <laughs> Corny. I love this oh, car chase scene. It's, it's very good. It's very good. But um, this is the one and only part of the film where the Aston Martin DB5 is. Yes, you're right. Because after this, they sort of... Uh, now, the Aston Martin DB5 is traditional James Bond. Yeah. You, th- you yes. think of Aston Martin and this this film went, no, we'd rather have the money, please. Didn't the first guest in um, Goldeneye? No, no, Goldfinger, sorry. What, the, the Aston Martin? Yeah. That, was, that wasn't in the that. first Bond movie, was it? What, Doctor No? Not in the very first. No. Movie, no. And it wasn't in the books either. Oh, okay. So... Um, the stunt coordinator, Remy Julien, described this car chase between the Aston Martin and the Ferrari as a perfectly shaped old and vulnerable vehicle and a race car. And it had to be meticulously planned because the cars are very different. Mm-hmm. So they attached nails to the tires, the F355, to make it skid. And during one take of the sliding vehicles, the two cars collided. Wow. The Ferrari was a rental Ooh. and cost $80,000 to repair. Oops. <laughs> yeah, Ouch. indeed. And Famke Jansen said that she actually got to drive the car for some of the stunts. Oh, brilliant. Which, if that's her. true, it's yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Me too. I'd rather drive the Aston. Yeah, I'd rather drive the Aston. <laughs> and there's a cameo of the director. If you remember the scene where they go around a corner and Bond goes, ladies first, and she drives up. Yes. And they almost hit like a bunch of cyclists. Yep. One of the cyclists who falls over is the director, Martin Campbell. <laughs> that's cool. Um. And then at this point, the is it, is it Carolyn? Caroline, you said, Richard? Car- Caroline. Caroline goes, stop this car! Stop this car at once! <laughs> and so he hits the handbrake, and they swerve, and he goes, see, I have no problems with female authority. And he cracks open the glove box, and there's, like, cold champagne. And I'm like, this, is, this is like an advert yeah. for drinking and driving, is what this is. <laughs> I don't think you could do this scene today. It's Bond. He's got a license to drive and drink. <laughs> <laughs> Bond, he has all the gizmos and gadgets in his car. He do- He does. If he killed someone through drunk driving, would that count as being killed through his license to kill, or would that? I wonder if it means. Well, how does he, this work? I don't think he's got a license to manslaughter. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I feel no. like this scene was quite similar to the one in um, Days of Thunder, but even worse. In 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 what way? Sorry. In like. Oh, the stop the car, Cole! Stop the car! Yeah, yeah, stop the car! <laughs> Let me out of the car, Cole! <laughs> I love your accent on that. Let me out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And so the Bond goes to, I mean, after betting this this woman, yeah. like, oh, James, what am I going to do <laughs> with you? He's like, hey, very thorough in <laughs> And so th- then he goes to Monte Carlo, and you can see from the car that Xenia's there, and there's so much innuendo. And I don't, even, I don't understand how to play Baccarat. Right. You said look out for the woman in the gold dress. I'm getting there. Okay, cool. Because that's been bugging me since we watched it. Now, as we were watching, I did say to Liam, look look, look for this woman in this gold dress. And Liam's like, but she's not doing anything. I said, it doesn't matter. Just look for this woman. And she's just over Xenia's shoulder. And I, can't, I couldn't help it, right? I just sat there watching her through that whole bit. <laughs> License to Kill used a contest advertising campaign to help generate interest in that movie. And the winner of the contest was promised a cameo role in the next James Bond movie. No one thought it was going to be six years later. Wow. But the contest winner was given a scene after the long delay. She doesn't have a speaking part, but you can see her in a lovely golden black evening dress looking over Xenia on a top shoulder as she plays Baccarat against Bond. I hope she got to keep the dress. You'd hope so. You'd have thought, wouldn't you? It was a memento. Um, that would be a really nice add-on to the competition, I think. Yeah, yeah I think so too. <laughs> she beats him at Baccarat, this being Famke, Jansen. Oh, love um, her. He then beats her back. Uh, they want a martini, shaken not stirred, and she is practically having sex with this cigar. Oh, I know, right? Like, she is just rubbing her hands. Like, this is like... Oh, my God. A- am I wrong? Like, this no. is like this is clearly a phallic symbol, this yeah. cigar. Mm-hmm. Right? She's mm-hmm. just having sex with everything. Everything. What's my motivation? <laughs> you're, you're aroused all the time. You're aroused all the time, and everything arouses you all the time. <laughs> a gun pointed at you? Oh, aroused. And she leaves with, because James Bond says he's a commander, which he is. He's a commander. He is. And she's, this mm-hmm. one's an admiral. And off they go. And I remember the, the death of Admiral Farrell, and they're having sex, and she's, like, screaming. I remember watching the scene with my parents. Do <laughs> 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 Awkward. <laughs> uh, the scene where Xenia kills Admiral Farrell over thighs during sex marks the first explicit sex scene in a Bond film. So oh. everything else had been innuendo. They'd yeah, kiss, yeah, yeah. They'd kiss uh, you know, with sheets, and then you'd fade to them sleeping. You'd go, yeah. okay, I'm inferring the kiss was the start of sex. Yeah, yeah. This is the first time you actually had like the idea of it. No, no, even though we don't see it, sex is literally occurring at this moment. And do you know what else I loved about this scene? <laughs> okay, what? <laughs> it's good, what are you thinking? Okay. <laughs> the sweat that's pouring off her. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I want to be between them thighs. <laughs> and squeeze to death. Yeah. Uh, what a way to go, eh? <laughs> Admiral Farrell was Sorry. supposed to be an American. Yeah. But as you can see in the final version, Admiral ends up being, I don't know if you noticed it, on his, on his ID badge they steal. Uh, Russian? No, he's Canadian. Canadian, oh. Oh, yes, he was. He's Canadian because the Pentagon requested it be changed. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> they didn't want the implication, I guess, that one of their own could be seduced so easily. Uh... But the Canadians, they'll believe that. <laughs> Make him look like a grizzly bear. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wanted to ask you a boot going to dinner yeah. tonight. Eh? <laughs> I've got nuclear codes. <laughs> <laughs> Famke Jansen said she nearly had a heart attack when she read how Xenia Onatop kills her victims in the script. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> and then some third party steals Farrell's ID. And I thought it was Bond. I thought Bond had snuck on because he sees them leave together. Mm. Um, and then we go to, I thought it was a boat party, but it's actually like a military thing. Yeah. And someone uses the ID, but again, it's not Bond, because Bond's on the boat finding the body of the very dead and very stiff uh, <laughs> Admiral Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> he was very stiff. 
And then Onatop uh-huh. seduces and shoots the two helicopter pilots. One of the pilots, the one with the black hair, is the stuntman who does the bungee jump at the start is of he? the film. They gave him a moment. <laughs> Boom. I, I think he might be the one who gets the line. But yeah, he was one of the two of them. And I think it's the guy with the black hair who says the line. So if it is, that's him. Credit to him. So credit to him. Yeah. He got a nice He's my favorite. There. He's my favorite. I like him. Uh, Onatop and some mystery guy with a blackened out visor go to the helicopter. And then we go off to plot B. We're off to Severnaya. Uh, and we meet Boris. I'm glad you said that, not me. <laughs> yes, we meet Boris, played by Alan Cumming, and Natalia, played by Isabella Skor- Skorupko. I like her. It took me a few minutes to work out that was Alan Cumming. But really? Once I realized it was I him, am invincible. I he's great in this. Can I just say that? He is, because he's, yeah. very, he's very camp in a lot of things he does. Is but he? in this, he's not. He's really good. Yeah. In, like, if you've ever so, seen him in X-Men, like, he plays it totally straight in X-Men. Yeah. Like he's like a he's like a um, a sad character in X Men. He's really good. So, Richard, don't do it. You'll blow your room up. Oh, <laughs> Richard's hitting <laughs> his pen. Um, but yeah, I know Alan coming from The Good Wife when he's okay, quite a lot yeah. older. So in this one, he's you know he's got much darker hair. He's got the glasses, and he just looks really different. Yeah. Was he in Burlesque with Cher? Yes. And was he? Yeah, yeah. good film that. I liked it. In this film, though, he's a sex pest. He is. He is. Yeah, and as one of his colleagues said, he wouldn't know a woman if one got up and sat on his head. <laughs> he wouldn't. That was an excellent line. It, it was. was a good line. Um, and so oh, he's such a misogynist mm-hmm. because she, he's. I guess for fun, he locks his colleagues out of their computers, and then in order to log back in, they have to answer like sexually suggestive riddles. But they also had the little like avatars as well, yeah. didn't they? On and the he's like, school. like he's like animated, like her in like a bikini or something like that. But it's like very cartoony. It is. But you would like, get so fired for that. Nowadays. Oh, absolutely, you would. And who says knockers? I don't know. But he goes. <laughs> but she goes. What is the riddle? He went. Oh, I made it easy. Even you should be able to get it. It's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> Sexual harassment yep. in the workplace. And it's like, they're right in front of you and can open very large doors. And she's like, oh, you are a pig. And it's knockers, of course. Yeah. Um, and now, so, who, whose first guess would be the word knockers rather than, like, boob? Well, boobs can't open very large doors. Yeah, because knocker. Uh, and can. <laughs> I just thought he meant like by pushing them open. No, it's a it's meaning. a pun on the yeah, word knocker, which I thought you would have got because we just talked about knockers in in, in haunted mansion. mansion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Boris is hacking for fun because it's what I would do five minutes before I was going to kev all my friends die. <laughs> yeah. I would I would I would be hacking the FBI. He gets caught, but sends something called a spike, and this is just designed so we know what it means later. Wait, it's basically yeah. a tracking device. Yeah. Um, and he goes, I am invincible, which as far as catchphrases go, was all right. Yeah. I liked it. And then this he goes. reminded me of inconceivable. Yes. And then he goes outside for a cigarette and the, the helicopter. Oh, we didn't mention this. The helicopter gets stolen, of course, by Xenia. Yeah. And, and we found out, you know, you can't track it. You can't. Um, uh, it doesn't do radar. Make, make, yeah. Radar, electronics. Yeah, everything's no, safe. It's, nothing tr- traces this. Thing. Yeah. It's impenetrable. And we see this play, uh, this helicopter show back up. And uh, out of the helicopter comes Xenia and the Russian general from nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And the general kind of pulls like an Ofsted. He walks in and goes, I'm here for an inspection. <laughs> well, 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 if we'd known you were coming, that's why I'm doing it by surprise. Because they need an honest whatever. He goes, oh, okay. And they're going to test the golden eye or test them to something else. And they go get the codes. And as soon as he gets the codes, Xenia shoots everyone. And th- 
we've got two people who have addictions whose lives are saved by it, so we believe. We believe that Alan Cumming is saved because he needs nicotine. And yeah. goes outside because we don't know what's happened. To no, him. we, we think don't. Maybe he's died. Yeah, yeah. But like, I think it speaks to the nineties when you just go, "Yeah, I'm having a cigarette break." A cigarette and everyone break. went, "Oh, okay." I remember working in a factory where everybody would just go off and have cigarette breaks, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's not fair." Yeah, they get extra t- tough ten minutes because they they have an addiction. Mm. So remember, I went and got a got a, a pop and went outside. I said, "What are you doing?" I said, "Dad, coke break." I, I said, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm having a coke break. Dad, coke break didn't go over well. Um, <laughs> Because me, me and the foreman were the only two guys who didn't smoke. So everyone else was getting 20 to 30 minutes yeah, extra every I day. I had the same thing in the factory as well. Oh, I hated it. Me too. Um, and so then, but N- Natalia, she gets saved because she wants a cup of coffee. Uh, and we found out Xenia really enjoys killing people. Mm. She really is, enjoys it. She is giving us all the signs she's that she's... She's on by everything. But, oh, I love her. She gets off on it. Oh, I love her. She gets, she gets off by being on a top. I love her. <laughs> and it's amazing. I hate that name. It's I amazing. Hate that name so much. It's amazing. Well, so but, but, but that's the Bond girls thing. are always puns. I know. Yeah, I know yeah. It is, like, but that one like, just. Oh, this one's better than Pussy Galore, isn't it? Yeah. This one's on. better than Pussy Galore. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's, that's, no, that's, no, that is much better. <laughs> <laughs> what was the one so in. Stupid. I think it's. Is it The World Is Not Enough? Where, like, the, the good girl's name is Christmas? Yeah. And it just sets up the last lamb and goes, I thought Christmas only came once a year. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the way. You named, once a year. You named, her, you named her Christmas just for that line. Yeah. Because there's no reason to name the character Christmas. <laughs> no. Stupid. That's Denise Richards. Isn't so it? I quite like. Z- yes, it is Denise Richards. Yeah. But I quite liked as far as names went. I thought Xenia on a top was all right. On a top, on a top. On a top. <laughs> um, and it's amazing the missile still says CCCP. So you can go, okay, they're all sort of like old throwbacks to the yeah. Cold War. And then we go back to MI6, and Bond is flirting with Money Penny, who's played by Samantha Bond. So Bond is flirting yeah. with Bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's some great flirting. Oh, I love it. If you're okay with this idea of it, you know, MI6 is a sexually charged, uber harassing place where everyone harasses everyone. They give just as good as they get. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's that's good. And she's supposed to be on a date, but because of this disaster, she's been called in. Yeah. And he goes, Money Penny, what would I do without you? <laughs> and she goes, As far as I can tell, you've never had me, James. Yeah, good on her. And he goes, Loved it. And yeah, she goes, me too. I'm pretty sure some of this could be construed as sexual harassment. He goes, Oh, what would the penalty for that be? She says, Well, someday you'll have to make good on your innuendo. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, that. Well, because Money Penny's always is the one who sort of like, painstakingly like loves like really wants james to seal to seal the deal and go for it yeah but james never will because there's a mutual that, that respect back, there for that her goes though. back to the early films yeah it's um, a tradition right at the beginning he'd come in the door spin his hat onto the hat stand and make some remark to money penny <laughs> in the chair what's her job she's just the secretary i'm allowed to sexually harass at my work <laughs> mm. i like give us a cup of tea i like to think he respects her Oh, I'll tell you what, it's a much different dynamic in the Daniel Craig money, Penny. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. But times are changing. And some guy comes up and goes, oh, Bond, turns out your hunch was right. It's a, too bad the evil queen of numbers wouldn't let you follow it. And then everybody <laughs> just gets quiet. And as he moves, like behind him, we get our first reveal of Judy Dench's M. Yeah. Which was a great reveal. And it was a, it was. Good. I don't know how to say this nicely. Man, she looks old in 1995. She does. I thought there'd be more of like a marked difference. I'm like, not really. There's a little no. bit. Don't spoil a little, the age game. There's, there's a little. I, I don't, <laughs> she just looks old. I'm like, there's a little bit more eyeliner than I'm used to seeing you with, but that's mm. about it. Yeah. Uh, and this is Judy Dench as M. I think she's great as M, though. And I she's think amazing. if she you're is. gonna make the argument. 
how do you have Bond work in this? Easy. You cast a woman as M. Mm-hmm. And you have her call him out for all his sexism. On, yeah, everything. Yeah. So rather than celebrate it, you, you make him out to be a misogynist. But do you know what really works with this in this it scene? It does. It really works with her. She don't break eye contact with him. No. And he don't break eye contact with her. Yep. But you see that she's the most Especially dominant one over him. Because this has to be, I mean, he has to be, it's ironic that, that, that the, the older woman is like, no, we need to progress and do new things mm. and think of things in new ways. But this is, this is a, a bit of a, lack of a better word, this is a bit of a pissing match they're going to have. Yeah. And she needs to win. Yeah, and she does. And she does. Yeah. Um, she wins so, so much. She's the first she female M uh, and reportedly influenced by the hire of Stella Remington as head of MI5 in 1992. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a great line where he goes, she, she, he has in the office, and he goes, are these pictures live? And she goes, unlike the American government, we prefer not to get our bad news from CNN. CNN. <laughs> <laughs> great line. Mr. France, who wrote this, well done. It's a good Yeah, well done. The jokes are good. They are good. There's a, there's, I'm, I'm a bit, there's, we'll get to it later, we'll but the, it later. the slapsticky bit. Yeah. Oh, jeez. God. So back in Russia, we find out, because Xenia had shot the, the, um, Oh, what's it called? The ventilation shaft. Yeah, because where, she yeah. thinks that um, Natalia's hiding up there. Yeah, but Natalia like purposely like pulled it down and then hid underneath the sink. Clever girl. Clever. Yeah. Clever girl. And then, oh, I like to think she couldn't actually. She just couldn't get up there and move it. So she's maybe like, shit. Find okay. somewhere else. <laughs> works. And then I've got on my notes. Things go boom. <laughs> Because the pulse is hit, and everything with electronics like just like fucks up. It does, doesn't it? And the planes go down, and satellite dishes explode, and there's some really bad CGI of lightning bolts hitting like... It's supposed like, to be a pulse of yeah. uh, electric, isn't it? It gets rid of everything that's electric. Everything, yeah. It's kind of like screwed. But like it's got that like blue like lightning on yeah, the outside yeah, yeah. of the planes. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I know it's 95. I'm like... Didn't one guy get electrocuted inside the plane? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> And then the next four minutes are like the reverse of Final Destination. So Final <laughs> Destination is like no matter what you do, like death will find you. Yeah. It's like, no, like like objects are moving out of their way in order to miss her. Like she should be dead a hundred times over. So much more, yeah. And she's, she goes to the gate and she pulls on it and she yells her name. Like somehow that's going to work on a broken security system. So I'll get really mad and just keep doing it. <laughs> and then she waits a second because it's going to be really, really hard to get to get out of there. And it turns out, no, it's super easy, barely an inconvenience, because like the whole roof caves in and gives her a ladder to a climb tower up. To climb up of, yeah. <laughs> a stairway to heaven, if you will. <laughs> and as she crawls out, her heat signature is spotted by Bond, like on some cra- like the, like the picture's yeah. so smooth. Like, oh. It's like, enhance that. And all of a sudden, like, oh, there's someone there. And it's like, how did you see that? And how come they didn't see the dogs? Because that'd have a Oh, heat that's signature. a good point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Excellent point. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. And so, uh, still in M's office, um, she's just saying, oh, well, clearly this is this. And he goes, what? Do you mean like, like how your analysts said that uh, the helicopter wasn't linked to the French? And your analysts said the golden eye wouldn't happen? Your analysts said. <laughs> and then she just goes, you don't like me, Bond, do you? And I'm like, why are we talking about this now? No, exactly. This feels like a drastic thing. <laughs> but she calls him a misogynistic, sexist dinosaur. <clears throat> which I think you had to have. You did, yeah. 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 Uh, and says, I don't want you running off on some sort of vendetta, which is a reference to The Living Daylights, where he does exactly that. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. And, but in the end, she says, after she says, don't think I won't send you to die. I will. I just won't do and it recklessly. says it. Yeah. Cool, calm, oh, yeah. collected. But then as he goes to leave, she goes, Bond, come back alive. Yeah. Which is nice. But she's like that with all her Bonds. Well, two Bonds. Yep. You know, she's that, like that with Daniel Craig, isn't she? I think it's that whole idea she's of very, like, she's very tough on them, but that's but, a sign of 
almost professional affection. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I think this is important to make him that misogynistic dinosaur. I think having those labels is good because that way we get to have our cake and eat it too. Yeah. So we can enjoy Bond the womanizer, but go, but he shouldn't do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so as long as we have M yell at him and he looks all guilty about it for a minute. We're, we're good. We're okay. We <laughs> yeah, can go, yeah. okay, go ahead, Bond. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep with her too. <laughs> Um, and then back to St. Petersburg, we have the general. Bond is... has a body count and a body count. Oh, that's right, he does. <laughs> so back to St. Petersburg, the general's a double agent, and he blames it on Siberian separatists, but didn't know about Natalia. Mm. He's like, I thought there was just one, Boris. He goes, no, Natalia. He goes, oh, okay. So now he has a mission. I have to find this woman and kill her. Yep. And meanwhile, Bond is going to the basement to hang out with Q. Desmond Llewellyn? Llewellyn, yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's been a Bond guy forever, hasn't he, Richard? He has been around forever. He he is oh, he's the quintessential Q, the bumbling buffoon that just has all the gizmos that, that Bond wants. Now, as the Brosnan era would go on, I felt it got a little bit too ridiculous and wacky on the gizmos. Yeah, but I thought same. the gizmos in this in this film were all right. <clears throat> the ones that Bond yeah. takes with him. I don't like all this scene around it. Because Liam, you had a problem. There were some sight gags in the background. Yeah, it was too. It was too. Um, it was get, too normal. Get, yeah, like get smart. It yeah. was too. It was too it's very cartoony. Like, yeah, it was rubbish. Like, like the one guy Airplane, who goes, who goes like that. the one guy who goes into the phone booth to try and make a phone call. It's yeah. like you would know. Yeah, you like, would. Why are you making a call? What are you doing? And then there's a second one. I think with the ejector seat, don't he? Oh, he ejects out. I yeah, just, yeah. I just love. I really like all the little bits in in his little. I like Q. I like Q. It's just it's, it's just the bits around him. It's the sight gags. It doesn't the, suit the yeah, film. I prefer the new Q. Yeah. I don't like this Q. I like how old one. Q brings with new M and new Bond. How they tie the old with the new. I do like how Q yeah. is replaced by R eventually. Yeah, and R is John Cleese. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. we need some young, fresh blood. <laughs> yeah. And John Cleese is like seventy when he takes the role. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, and we saw a couple things. We saw a car, a belt, a phone box, and a pen, all which have some sort of powers. And uh, the sandwich. And <laughs> of course, the sandwich. That's my lunch. That's my lunch, Bond. Uh, and he reminds Bond that he's a license to kill, not to break the traffic laws. Yeah. And we have Bond in a Beamer, which was a big deal because it felt like sacrilege. I remember the, mm. the, the outrage over this. What do you mean he's driving a German car? That's yep. not what he should be doing. He's driving an Aston Martin. Yeah. And this was one of many cases of uh, product placement in this film. And this is one of the most successful cases of product placement ever in the history of film. Oh, wow. This was a Z23 Roadster, and it, um, it, sold cost, pretty well. it cost $3 million. Uh, to, to give it up, but they recouped over $240 million in advanced sales, partially due to the exposure in the media, and it all sold out of all the Z23s. And the reason why you don't see the Z23 doing a whole lot is because like, they weren't even allowed to like scratch it. Like They can't do any of the usual gadgety stuff that you can really? do with a Roadster. So yeah. So basically it was, please show the car off, but don't do anything with it. Oh. They should give them just a scrap car, so a car that's pristine and go, right, you have that car... Like, do like, what you want. Like you'll like you'll notice that the, the, the card chase was in the Aston Martin, yeah, not yeah, the Beamer. Yeah. There's a reason for that. Well I'm glad they did it in the Aston Martin. It was it, it was a prototype, so it couldn't be damaged in any way or used in any action scenes. So that was that. No. But I don't know, Richard, what what's your take on Bond and a Beamer? Um, no, I'm I'm an Aston Martin. It's a, a British secret agent needs a British car. I agree. Um and in the fi- in the in the films we all know he's Aston Martin, but in the books originally it was a Bentley. 
Was it? That's cool. I think I've heard yeah. that. Yeah. It's it's a bit classy, isn't it? Yeah. In the original books. And when then... I'm cast as the next Bond, um, I'm going <laughs> to go back to a Bentley. Okay. If I'm cast as Bond. Because, because I hear it's the actor's choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I'm cast as Bond, I'm going to have a bubble car from the 60s. <laughs> I'm going to have me a Vauxhall Astra. <laughs> a DeLorean. Uh, so Bond then meets Jack Wade. And I thought this guy was really good. The guy who played American I like Marine Wade. guy, Jack yeah, Wade. Yeah, he's, he's great. great. Yeah. Um, he's in, uh, and there's a thing, in Britain, April's a spring month. And he tries to go, well, shut up. We're not doing this. And then Bond's like, no, no, you will do this. So he has to do his whole, well, I'm freezing my butt off. And then says, show me the rose. And he has to pull down his trousers. And there's like a tattoo that says Muffy. Muffy. <laughs> And Bond wants to find Janice, but first they have to find Sakovsky, uh, who Bond has injured and stolen his wife before or something yeah. like that. Meanwhile, Natalia's in an IBM store and bluffs her way into a room and has a great line when she's like web chatting. She's doing like, you know, ICQ With Boris. To, yeah. to, 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 to Boris. And Boris, I don't know why I said ICQ to you, like you would have used ICQ. You have no idea what I'm talking no, about. No, no. I don't know what ICQ is. I know you do. I'm no, talking about Leo. me. <laughs> I've I don't know what I Facebook Messenger is a big normal. step for Liam. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> what is it? What is this Twitter? <laughs> it is, but we have two different audiences. So it's okay. And they're both films from, from like the nineties, so it's okay. Yeah, that's good. Um, and so she um, and the, the salesman comes in and goes, "Is everything satisfactory?" And she goes, "Everything except the interruption," which is great because yeah. you're not going to get interrupted again, are you? No. Um, Bora says, "You aren't safe. Meet me at the church." Take me to church. Um, <laughs> and she gets in there and like the door shuts in a way, but it like knocks the candles out. Yeah, it blows all the candles like out, the doesn't it? Clap from, in- from Incredible Hulk. <laughs> yes, it is like that. Gone. And then she goes and it's runs. like the clap. <laughs> <laughs> and she runs and she hits Boris. It's okay, it's okay. It's Boris, it's Boris. And then she turns around and it's, yeah, it's also Xenia. Yeah. And I'm like, well, at that point, why are you doing the whole it's Boris, it's Boris? Because yeah. she's going to get, like, it's great for us because we think, oh, maybe he's not so bad a guy because yeah. we don't really fully know yet he's no. bad until this moment. So I guess it's a reveal for us as well, but still feels a little bit stupid. Then we have a scene I like to call In Russia With Love. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Robbie Coltrane is Valentin. So we've got like five Russians, none of whom are Russian. Yeah. So Xenia Onatop is Famke Jansen, who's Dutch. I love her. Natalia is Polish. Robbie Coltrane is Scottish. Alan Cumming is Scottish. And the guy who plays Admiral, whatever his name was, he's German. <laughs> so no Russians are Russian. Oh, there we are. Um, and so... So what are you Russian actors As this is going on, we hear, stand by your man. <laughs> I love this Liam scene. picked up who the cameo was of. Yeah, mini, mini Driver. Mini Driver. Yeah. Who you might recognize, Ellie, you probably recognize, and Georgie, you probably do as well, from Goodwill Hunting. Not seen it. Oh no. Hey, what was what? Who were we talking about in this? The singer, She's the, the singer singing "Stand By Your Man." Was she? I yeah. didn't yeah. notice. She was. She was Will Hunting's girlfriend. Her. Yeah. In, in Good yeah, Will I know Hunting. who you yeah. mean. Now you said the name yep. and where it's from, but, but I, I didn't recognize the singer. Not her voice. This song got stuck in my oh, head for okay. twenty minutes after this scene. Well, not not many drivers' voice though. They dubbed her, even though many drivers a great singer. Maybe yes. that's, maybe that's why. Yeah, maybe, maybe she couldn't. Maybe she couldn't do the accent with like a bad. <laughs> I like her accent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh and, yeah. And Bond asks. He goes, "Who's strangling a cat?" And he looks <laughs> and goes, "That's my mistress." And he goes, "Oh, very, very talented girl." <laughs> yeah. 
And after trying to shoot Bond like three times, they agree to set up a meeting because he's going to basically gonna pay him off. Bond actually does look distressed. Oh, he by looks. This. He looks worried, doesn't he? Uh, and then we go for what I had to call a swim in a sauna. Oh, I like the swim. Bond the started swimming, and it's a nice looking pool. It is lovely if you're by yourself. If there's anybody else in that pool, that's way too small. I was like, who was that lady sitting? She was just chilling. <laughs> she, she didn't seem engaged at all. There's a really handsome British bloke. I'm yeah. sitting by the pool and watching. Uh, and Xenia kind of grabs Bond and like, he grabs her. So he sees her hiding and grabs her and takes her into this like sauna room. I love this scene. And she goes, you don't need the gun. And he goes, well, it depends on your definition of safe sex. <laughs> yeah. Bond is great when he's doing these sort of puns. I love it. She bites his lip and like is like enjoying the fact that she's drawn blood. Yeah. And they fight and she's doing a pretty good job holding her own. She is. Until he picks her up and drops her backside on the um on the sauna. Sauna heater. Yeah. Ouch. And she's not too pleased by that. <laughs> Why was it necessary for her to be like full out naked for this scene? She's wearing a towel. Like could she not have just shown up and like Maybe she'll have a sure thing with him. <laughs> I don't know. She wanted to kill him the same way she killed the Admiral. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I can see that. She's going, oh, yeah. I, st- I still want to sleep with that. Yeah. Um, actually, in this scene, Fanky Jansen broke a rib. Did she? She did, according wow. to an interview she later did. Uh, Jansen encouraged Pierce Brosnan to run her into the wall as hard as he could and actually insisted he do it because she said the walls were padded. Not padded enough. Wow. She cracked a rib. Credit to Ouch. her. And I love this, her more. And this great line, no, 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 <laughs> no more foreplay. <laughs> Take me to Yanis. <laughs> and she takes him to Yanis, and he's in the Jeep. He goes, that's the place, that's the place. All right. And then he, like, flat out just, like, knocks her out. Don't he? Yeah. <laughs> Which I think. You would not have that in a Bond movie today. Like, you couldn't. You, you know. couldn't. But we talked about it. It's fair. She tried to she kill did, him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you just wouldn't. Oh, you couldn't get away with it. No. no, I'm sorry. If a female, if this ever happens in my life, I need you to know this is what I'm going to do. If a female spy ever tries to kill me, I will then feel okay. Yeah, same. Knocking her out. Same. If I ever tried to kill any of you, feel free to knock me out. There if you, you get the upper hand, okay? <laughs> if you get the upper hand, she can me. And, oh, it's just yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with Bond. I'm okay with Bond knocking her out. But they weren't fine at that moment, were they? Do you know what I mean? <sighs> they weren't like in the moment. That's why it seemed, and he came from the back. But but they're equals in this, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I like her. Wait, I know, I know you do. You might have mentioned that <laughs> once or twice. And then Alec returns from out of the shadows. Comes Alec Trevelyan. Yep. And he goes, "Why?" And then I'm sorry, Pierce Brosnan. God bless you. Sean Bean takes you to acting school. Yeah. In this speech, because it's well, you know, how many times are we? How many times we do a mission? We're told, "Well done, good job." Just everything you've risked your life for is over because the rules have changed, old boy. And so... To Prince Brosnan, though, he does look shocked and betrayed Yeah, in this. Maybe he's shocked because he sees what acting looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Brosnan's good. Brosnan's good. But like... But he's not but as like good as Sean. Sean Bean has brought his working boots on for the yeah. day. You know what I mean? Like He's so good in this. Um, and he does outshine him when he's on screen. He does. My, I'm sorry, I'm Doesn't drawn. He? I'm drawn to Sean. The same, yeah. me too. But not visually. And then Bond, <laughs> and then Bond is tranked, right? Yeah. Why not shoot him? Yeah. Because you can shoot him and shoot her and put two dead bodies in the in the chopper 
and still have a chopper blow itself up. Like, who's looking that carefully? The general's corrupt. Movie's got a movie. Yeah, I know movie's got a movie. <laughs> but it's just like, how many movies have it's, we reviewed where it's just so much simpler? Just goes, I know, bang. right? Yeah. It's, it's going to be a very short movie, isn't it? It is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they kind of fade out, and then we get, wake up! And the girl <laughs> playing Natalia is not a good actress. No. She was very, very, she was very, she was very pretty. Of the two, she was I very, found her more attractive. You found Famke Jansen yes, more attractive. Famke Jansen. I found the, the cardigan, and I don't know what it was. It was like not. She's got great. She's got a great set of legs on her. Though. I didn't notice. I did. She does have like a Natalie. Natalie Im- has good legs too. She she, she has like <laughs> a Natalie Imbruglia B Tech haircut. She, yeah, yeah, she does. She was like a few years before Natalie Imbruglia, but looks like Natalie Imbruglia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And she's, she gives us great... I was trying to work out why she looked familiar, and I think that might be why. What, Natalie and Brulia? Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, wake up! Wake up or we're going to die! <laughs> and Bond just goes, I'm a little tied up at the moment. <laughs> and there's a magic button. And there's always a magic always. button. And it's right by his head. So he just like moves his head. Now, once the ejector seat goes in the air, I still don't know how he's not tied up anymore. Like, imagine if they've been tied up, and you rather than tie him directly to the one chair, you, like, tie him up to, like, the, the console. Yeah. And he hits the button, like, his arms rip off. <laughs> <laughs> his arms weren't bonded together then, were they? Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, and, then, and then as soon as they land, she goes, to, like, I don't know if she's running away, but he, like, has to, like, grab her and hold her. It, yeah. was, it was really strange. It was strange. And then all of the Russian police show up. They do. And they get interrogated. All of them. And Bond and the Minister for Defense start having an argument, and he goes, a great line. See, that's the problem. Nobody bothers with a real sinister interrogation anymore. And I'm like, Natalia probably knows, like, you know, 300 words of English. Like, a real sinister interrogation. That might be a bit above. (laughs) Thank God everybody speaks English (laughs) in the Bond universe. All of them. We find out there's another golden eye, and then the general comes in and shoots everybody to frame Bond. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's sweating and he's drinking. And again, like you said when we were watching it, why didn't he shoot them first and then shoot the... I don't, yeah. <laughs> he wants to frame Bond, I guess, is the answer. So for this plan to work, Bond's got to be alive and captured. But why can't you just, yeah, just grab, here's the gun, and then never to explain your plan, just go here, catch, bang. Bang, yeah. <laughs> stupid. It's stupid. Uh, and so Bond and bootleg Natalie and Brulia escape the room. <laughs> And head to the archives. <laughs> and like somehow the bullets that get through the floor are like all hitting books because it's like books everywhere. In like, yeah, it's like there's pieces of pages everywhere. I'm like, do books do this if you shoot them? Do they just like like spontaneously combust all their pages out. As a li- ex librarian, no, they don't. They don't. Okay. <laughs> You're here for our library scenes. That's why we've got you on the pod. I am, yeah. <laughs> and then they go outside for the tanks. And Richard, I don't know about you, I loved this scene with the tanks. Oh, yes. The T-55 tank. That's true. It's a real Russian T-55 tank. Yeah. Now, do you know where they shot this scene? It looks uh, like... It looks like... Um, 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 that one with Van der Volk. Oh. Amsterdam. It's not Amsterdam. Um, no. no, it's literally it's half in Saint Petersburg. Okay, but filming in Saint Petersburg was a drag because they had to have like 
all sorts of extra paperwork, and they had to have bodyguards. So, oh, okay. so they started, and some scenes are in St. Petersburg, but other scenes, they just took pictures of St. Petersburg and then recreated it over at the studio. Oh, okay. So what they did to make sure they didn't tear up the road in St. Petersburg was they replaced the, um, I don't know. Tracks? What, the tracks with, like, rubber tracks instead. Yeah. So it, you know, probably would look bad if you tore the road. What about when they went through the buildings? Did they replace them or? Did... <laughs> there was one day actually when they were shooting and the authorities from St. Petersburg came and shut it down because they said, you're destroying our town. And yeah. it took them the full day to go, we're only destroying the stuff that we've put up. Oh, Look, we've okay. put this up. This is temporary. We've knocked this down. We've done this. We've done... We're not hurting your, your There town. was one little bit where they, um, I think that was the car, the police car, spun around and hit the wall. Okay. Going down the alleyway. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. So um, this was the largest stunt sequence in the film, and it took around six weeks to film. Part, I liked this scene. Partly at St. Petersburg. I was like, yes, this is Bond. And partly, yeah, I, yeah this feels like a Bond. This is, a, this yeah. is yeah. It's the middle of the film. It, we, have, we had our big first set piece. We need something massive. And it's yeah. like, dude, he drove a tank. <laughs> yeah, through a wall. And of course Bond knows <laughs> how to do this. With a statue on it. Yes. Statue, yeah. And so uh, he runs into a can, into a truck of Perrier. Not the, not the subtlest of uh, product placements. I don't no. like Perrier. Do you want to guess how many cans? Do you want to guess how many cans of Perrier he took out? Um, I'm going to say one and a half thousand. One and a half thousand. Anybody else want to put a guess in? Mm, uh, 60,000. 60, 60,000? 60, Ellie? 5,000. Richard is the closest. 90,000 cans wow. of Perrier. Wow. Like, the way they just exploded out, like, yeah. if he hits a pothole, these things are falling out. Yeah. You know, they, and there's no sides on it. No, um, they cans, actually no can Perrier that they exploded. Or were they just, like, empty cans? I don't know what they were. I imagine they are empty cans. Because they looked like empty cans. Yeah. Just give us a bunch of cans. Like, you probably don't want to, because the water would actually cause problems if it started to get everywhere, you imagine. You think so? Yeah. And it is, doesn't taste good, so, you know. Yeah. This is unlike, we're, we're kind of doing the opposite of, like, a product placement thing. Do not drink Perrier. It doesn't taste good. Why did they put the Perrier in there? Because they can, can, can. Because they can, can, can. <laughs> now we just need 89,997 more cans. No cans were harmed in the making of this film. <laughs> and um, there's this great bit, though, at the end when he stops the tank and someone, like, runs in the back of him and he kind of look, turns around like like he's driving a car like someone's he's just checking out like oh who hit me like, oh, <laughs> yeah. okay and there's like still little Perrier cans like lined up along the side of the tank it was it was fun it was, it was a really fun scene it was a fun and scene and it sets up uh, the, the train scene so from one form of transport to another and like the only issue I do have though with okay. the, the, the tank scene yeah. he runs over a police car yes like literally three quarters of it, if not more yeah and then when he pulls away from it there's a guy getting out of the car <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that bugs me <laughs> and on the train Alec is trying to make this a love train a love train and he's like <sighs> that train looks mean doesn't it he's love like train. James and I shared everything what was that all about absolutely the everything. everything I think the theories that he, he thinks that like he's James has gotten gotten mm. busy with Natalia and he's like this. and I I'm kind of inclined to actually believe Alec that he and James did were they Eskimo brothers? <laughs> Probably. I don't, I don't know. Bit of a stretch for me, I think. Uh, and this was shot, this sequence, on the Neen Valley Railway near Peterborough. Yay! So yeah. just, just a stone's throw from us. Yeah. I said to you, don't look very gray anymore, does it? No. It looked like it looked like Peterborough. <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was like yeah, this could be this could be anywhere in the you know 
oh the fens it could be the fens yeah. anywhere yeah <laughs> uh, um, oh that's i like that little bit of trivia and so if a train rams the tank but james bond fires from the tank first sets the train on fire set the train on fire and then manages to use that as a diversion to get on the train that looks so cool though doesn't it it did with the front bit on fire yeah it was cool and alec goes why can't you just be a good boy and die <laughs> <laughs> and he goes you first then he looks at Zenya and goes you second <laughs> And this is where he tries to divide and conquer of a general and uh, Trevelyan and says, you know, he's a Cossack, right? Which felt like some pretty low-grade racism on behalf of Bond But I said to you before, didn't I? They use that as a term of... um, As a derogatory term. Yeah. I think the Cossacks are one of those groups that if you weren't Cossack, you you kind of went... They were one of those, like, scapegoat groups throughout history where they have this negative thing and you just go, okay, just make reference to it. They did have an explanation earlier on in the film about something to do with the Second World War. His parents were were, were Cossacks and uh, whatever happened, the Brits did something that caused his father to kill himself and his mother. But like Trevelyan blames the government yeah. for it and was like And apparently he was young enough to not remember, but he's telling us this story. So. Yeah. It was it was it was like I need to explain away kind of a bit of a ridiculous thing here, but yeah, yeah okay. And then it'd be but the general's like, is this true? And I'm like, You've been working together for nine years. Yeah. Like wouldn't it a, like, you're literally forty eight hours away if it's he says, I mean more money than you know what to do with. Don't drop the ball right on the one yard line. <laughs> no. Oh. And so Bond has made a choice because they the general has the gun to Natalia's head and you know he's going Alec goes you can only save one is it the mission or the girl and he goes kill her she means nothing to me and then he goes ahead and he does he said to him earlier didn't he that it's always the mission isn't it so was, you know and even when he says like you know Alec, uh, Bond doesn't save Alec no he lets him even when it's the fake countdown he doesn't yeah. know it's fake no he lets him die yeah um. He saves Natalia, though, and then the bad guys get off the train, and it locks down. And for some reason, she's like, oh, Boris is online. Like, what kind of supercomputer does this train have? Yeah. <laughs> Why does this train have, like, the most advanced computer in Russia? <laughs> and it's mobile. Do you know how hard it is to get, like, a mobile signal now, let alone in 1995? They were so ahead of their time. <laughs> I, can't even get the, I can't get a Wi-Fi to work on a bus correctly in 2020. <laughs> This is ridiculous. Forget the roaming charges. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, she's going to spike Boris to find out where he is. And that's all right. And the, this is the riddle we got earlier. And it's, what do you sit on, but you can't take with you? And it's five characters. And I'm like, this is infinitely is, easier it, than the yeah. knockers. She gets knockers like that. Yeah. But like, what, is, what do you sit on, but you can't take with you? She's like, oh, what is another word for your backside? And it's like, this isn't difficult. <laughs> See, this is the one I've got an issue with because you can take chairs with you. Like that's not that's not a it's not accurate. That's why I'd have struggled with it because I'd have been like, no, you can take chairs with you. It's that's... more accurate than your backside. Yeah, you always well, take yeah, that with you. You can, <laughs> you can take chairs, so that's why it bothered me. So I was like, no, that's not. <sighs> did he really just say that was the answer? Yeah, yes, he did. It, yeah, yeah. yeah it did me as well, Georgia. I didn't get it either. So we no, find out they're in Cuba. And she almost kills them to find this out. And then as soon as they get out and the train blows up, it's like Natalia went... Flipped. Change entire yeah. character. Completely. And, and she's like, hello, James. Hello, Bond, yes. <laughs> oh. oh, and I've got... She didn't want nothing to do with them before. And, and, and they start making out, <laughs> which is weird. And then we go to Florida, 
and um, Wade, Jack Wade, shows back up. I like Jack Wade. And says, uh, I'm not here. I'm not going to be in Cuba. And I haven't given you a plane. <laughs> but I'm going to take the car for a spin. And so we get the idea that tomorrow they're going to go ahead and they're going to fly into Cuba. Yeah. And while they're sitting by the beach, Natalia shows up in a white swimsuit so we know she's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and tells us the stake for the, for, for, for the third act. So he was your friend. Yes. And now you're going to kill him. Yes. yes. <laughs> Why? Because that's the mission. She goes, oh. She goes, how can you be so cold? And he goes, it's what keeps me alive. She goes, no, it's what keeps you alone. At which point they make out. So I'm like, yeah, probably not. I did. I was a bit like, uh, you just berated him and been like, he's really cold and he should be alone. And now you're going to. I, yeah, I didn't get this. I didn't she's like not this. helped by the writing, but she's not a good actress in this. No. Hey. Which I remember really liking her when I was, you know, 16. For, for, legs, for some reason, eyes. I'm sure. Uh, um, there's probably other reasons to that yeah. in the acting. Yeah, but it's uh, some you know, big, big eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because I never, I never had anything for like Pemke Jansen. No, oh, no, I do. I, I, you really you had mentioned it. <laughs> so, and yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer is getting jealous. Michelle Pfeiffer, <laughs> and so Natalia <laughs> and Bond sleep together, and she's on a top now. <laughs> she is. <laughs> Well, um, I'm quite proud of that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, you shouldn't be. The, the name of her character is literally designed for that punchline. No, <laughs> no, no. Natalia's, no, Natalia's Natalia. Isn't. Natalia's isn't. No, I know. I'm reapproaping. Really, like, no, I get I get credit for using the other one's name. Yeah. No, I do. Get credit for using the other one's name no. for the good girl. I do. I you totally do. I'm not giving yeah. you. Yeah, I, I no. give it to him. <laughs> Made me laugh. There we go. There we go. Deal. Richard, do I do I do I get credit for for, for the pun? Oh, 100%. There we go. <laughs> Three to five. <laughs> so they, they, they go to Cuba and they're shot out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because, the, and there's the square lake. And we haven't talked about this yet, but this film loved to use uh, miniatures. They do. And they couldn't actually and find. Models. This part was shot in Puerto Rico. And they couldn't actually find like a, uh, a square lake, if you can believe it, in Puerto wow. Rico. So they made one. I mean, sure, they didn't just like make a giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, as they go for a second pass, they go ahead and they shoot it. Oh, they get shot out of the sky. And then he wakes up and Xenia comes down. From the tree. Comes down from on a top and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and lands on him. And she's like already, like he like wakes up at the perfect moment for her to come down. Like she, she is the hardest working person in this mission. She is. She really is. And then, um, like, she starts squeezing the life out of Bond, as per usual. And, <laughs> and uh, Natalia, like, goes to get, like, a wrench to hit her in the head or something, but it doesn't. And she, like, Zenia, like, throws her down and goes, wait your turn. <laughs> and then Bond, like, latches, like, this repelling rope onto her belt, shoots at the chopper. The chopper takes The chopper. Off, and she, like, gets, like, pinned. I hated this, tree. this death. I, I thought it was really good. No, she deserved better. Grim. Well, the general just gets shot like off seat. Like we barely even notice him. We're like, is she okay? Like, I want to see. I want to see like a fight scene, and then he get her in like. He can't. Uh, see, he Liam, can, he can punch her. Liam, he can't I, kill her. Liam, are you sad because your girlfriend's just died? Is that oh, what it is? I loved her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, are, are you sad because she's just died? I am. Yeah, yeah that's what it. Because if, yeah. if if you're of his movie, you can get away with Bond hitting her. You can't get away with Bond killing her. That's still a man yeah. killing a woman. That will not play. Okay. Yeah. So you have to have her die by her own hand, kind well, of. Well, why couldn't she have flung up in the air, through the trees, 
on top of the propeller of the helicopter. And, like, sliced? <laughs> yeah, do that, Lee. She, she deserved a better death than that. All of a sudden, like, Bond and Natalia's <laughs> covered in red. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, she's, she's, she dies by, like, choking by being squeezed. It's kind of a symbolic death. So yeah. She kills oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I hadn't thought really that. It does give you a punchline afterwards of she always did enjoy a good squeeze. That's right. Okay, I'll, I'll let that one go. And then inside the missile station, uh, Alec tells us the target's London. Bond and Natalia slide down this giant, like, satellite dish. Satellite dish, yeah. yeah. I, I want to do that. That looks cool. That though. looked fun. I Especially do. once I found out it's got, like, a lip. So you can just <laughs> slide right in. Yeah, into that. Like, that's all right. Yeah. Um, and so then he gets into a fight. He and Natalia split up. And he's like, don't go anywhere. To which she goes. She goes. Go somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> Start climbing down a ladder. <laughs> and Bond starts shooting at everybody. They start shooting at him because Alex Trevelyan has said, kill him. He did. Said, kill him. Exactly. At which yeah, point, kill he him. comes out with his hands, hands up, up and they go, oh, all right, off the end. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, shoot him. <laughs> uh, at which point then, I'm like, well, surely this will change. But first, we find out that Alex is going to steal money and then erase the transaction with the golden eye. I'm like, I don't think that's how it works, because surely these things still have networks in 95 that would put these banking records somewhere else. I thought that was a lame-ass ending. Yeah. And at mm. which point I went, why doesn't Alec shoot Bond? Exactly. Like, why does he, he just walk instead, in and go, you should be dead, Instead, bang. he gives his speech. <laughs> yeah. There should have been so many times where both him and Natalia should have died. Yeah. Like, at least five or six different times in this film. Like, rolling down that after, satellite dish, they probably should have After died. the chopper I'm doesn't like, kill them, but just to shoot yeah. them first time you see them. Yeah. Headshot. Not like one of these sprays. No. The only one that was close was when they shoot down the plane. Yeah. <sighs> they shouldn't have survived that. <laughs> no. So, uh, instead, he lectures about betrayal. Natalia notices Boris, and for some reason, he's like, Natalia, like, hey, it's like it's like a reunion. Yeah, and a familiar face. And she smacks him. Oh, I love that bit. And then you find out she changed the access codes. He's like, I can break her codes. She's just a second-level programmer. <laughs> and I'm like, sick burn, bro. Yeah. <laughs> She's not as good of a programmer as I am. And Boris the whole time is, like, hitting this pen over and over. And it's good they established early. He does this. He likes to twitch and, and hit Yeah, the pen. yeah. I like how Bond's counting. <laughs> yes. Like, Alex should have noticed this because he noticed the watch. He should have watched, hey, James, why are you so focused? It's like everybody else is as quiet and just watches him kind of, like, I think freak he out. does a little bit. I think he does sort of cotton on. I wish he would have caught on a little bit sooner, bit sooner and yeah. gone, no, yeah. don't. Something like because that. Because he, he kept saying, he said, I know your every move. Yeah. As as a former double O agent himself, he should know what the gizmos and the gadgets do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he should, or at least been like, why is Bond so obsessed with the pen? He should have figured out there's something about the pen. Exactly. Georgia? How did, what's his face, Boris. the guy with the Harry Potter glasses, how did he get the pen? What it, happened there? I think I must have missed it. I think when she smacks him, I think it gets knocked out of it's on the table or it gets knocked out or something happens in that skirmish. Yeah. And he picks uh, up so the other very amb- I didn't like miss a bit. He picks thing, up no, he picks up the other pen by mistake at that point. Right, okay. Um and so <laughs> like Richard. It it all explodes. Uh but but Bond is able to grab Natalia and get her out of harm's way and they get into like an elevator or something and she goes, "By the way, I'm Loving fine. Thank elevator. you very much." 
Yeah. And it's like, he just saved you. He knows you're fine. What's your issue? She keeps... Twi- she's got... Uh, I swear. It's a callback she- to the time that he said, just shoot her. She's bipolar. She is bipolar. Oh, we didn't mention this. In bed, she goes... After she slept with him, she goes, did you mean it? <laughs> like, this is worse than Sydney and Scream. It you know is, what I mean? it, like, yeah. She's like, did you mean it when you told him to shoot me? He goes, absolutely. <laughs> he goes, always called her bluff. And she's like, oh, you. <laughs> You're so bad. <laughs> um, so we set this up for the second time that it said. And then Boris claims he can still fix the, the codes. And Alec just says to a guard, if he moves, shoot him. Mm-hmm. Kill him, not just shoot him. Kill yeah, him, kill him. And then we get to the final fight, and we get Bond and Alec have a fist fight, and they're equally matched. And I don't know about you, any of you, but especially Richard, I like it when I have stories where my villain is just an evil version of my hero. Yeah, and they're just equally matched. Yeah. I think they're the most interesting and the most believable. What do you think about that, Richard? I agree. Yeah, no, no, agree totally. Yeah. So I think it's why I kind of just really bought into this. It's yeah, like Thor yeah. and Loki. Like anytime when it's like I can relate to why you, you know, he's gone bad. I can't relate to that. But the idea about, yeah, of course you're fighting the guy who was always a little bit better than you. That, that would make sense. Yeah. Been there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he goes, you know, James, I was always better. <laughs> and then Bond drops the ladder to get out of it. Now, Pierce Brosnan at some point hurts his hand in the production of this. Oh, does he? I saw one report that said he did it at home. I found another report that said it was in this moment because they don't shoot it in sequence. Yeah. And so for the rest of the film, Bond's, not Bond, Brosnan's son, who's like a trainee on the set, yeah. was his like hand stand-in. Oh, okay. And so anytime there's a shot of him like changing gears or pushing a button or it's close to the hand, it's not his hand, it's his son's hand. To which point I'm going... How much do they think I'm not going to notice if it's just like Jim's right. hand? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, that's, that's clearly a Brosnan hand there. I'm okay yeah. with that because I know yeah. what Brosnan's hand looks like. Bit weird. <laughs> that is very weird. But it's Joey the hand actor. Joey the hand right. actor. <laughs> it's, he's, his son's his identical hand twin. You got to yeah. hand it to him. Uh, you got to hand it to him, Jeez. <laughs> Give us a hand. Um, <laughs> so there's a ridiculous final fight drop on the ladder. And what I mean by this is Bond's in the bottom and he's hanging on to the bottom rung or something. No, he's not the bottom rung. He's, he's on there. And like... Where he falls down the ladder. He yeah. falls down the ladder, but rather than fall on any sort of angle, he literally falls straight down so he can re-grab the ladder still. But he rolls. Yeah. Like if that was flat. Like if you get hit at all, like any, yeah. any trajectory is going to take you away from this ladder. Of course. Oh, it was stupid. <laughs> it was. Uh... And then they, they drop down to the platform, and then the chopper's coming close. And we're like, oh, the chopper's going to kill Bond. And I totally had forgotten. I'm like, oh, how did this – I don't remember how this ends. What? And then we find I out didn't. not Natalia's in the chopper. Yeah. Were we showing her getting anywhere near or looking at it? Because she last time we saw her was climbing down a ladder yeah, when he said she, stay still. She was just looking in, the, in like the jungle. Yeah. She was looking up going, oh, no. And then she's in the chopper. I have no idea what happened. No. Um, and so, she must have had some kick-ass skills. Yeah, must have. <laughs> And then, like, it's really anti. It's really quick. The ending to this, and he goes, yeah. like, Bond just sort of grabs him and like throws him, and now he's he's gra- holding on to him and releasing him, and and Alec just looks for England, James, and he just goes, no, for me, for me. and he drops him, and Sean Bean like falls like four hundred feet. Yeah, I have such a problem with lands this. and doesn't liquefy upon contact. No, and or like break making, his like, neck or anything. Yeah, just making just like. Uh, well well, well, at least he's dead you're going and the answer is well no No. not really and then bond jumps onto the helicopter 
and they don't get close enough that he can like get on. He has to jump and like like I would have loved it if he had jumped for it and like <laughs> only caught part of it and like Missed. fallen and landed beside Alec. <laughs> Realistically, that would have happened. But right? then everything explodes. Hand stomped on. And when everything explodes, the whole tower goes and it falls and lands on Alec, who's still alive at this point. And he's going, ah! Now, you might think, well, at least this is the end. There were rumors they wanted to bring back Sean Bean as Alec Trevelyan, or at least the character of Alec Trevelyan, into the Daniel Craig Bond movies. I would have liked that. To suggest that he survived it, yeah. I would have liked that because I like Sean Bean. (laughs) It would have to be Sean Bean. It had to be. If it's Sean Bean, then I'll sign off on that. Yeah, yeah, same. Mm Mm-hmm. And if it's not, then he's dead. Everything <laughs> explodes and Boris survives. And he goes, I am invincible no. one last time. And the liquid nitrogen bursts open and freezes him. So I guess he could be back. Well. You have to explain why he's aged 30 years. No. Yeah. And then they get dropped off. Like all of a sudden, this guy, who just had a gun to his head because he was a baddie. Now that like, the chief baddie's dead, he's like, oh, I'm a taxi service now. I'll just drop you off. <laughs> like, why does he just drop them off? I don't understand this. Um, I don't know. And Bond says to her, yes, I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> Which, I get that's the payoff. And she goes, oh, suppose someone is watching. And he goes, no one's around within 25 miles. <laughs> that's great. And uh, Again, this is like Naked Gun. <laughs> they said, this, is, this is between me and you, right? <laughs> yeah. And they say, well, we can finish. Uh... Oh, and then all of a sudden the Marines show up and Jack's there. Yeah, which, they're like 30-odd Marines. 30, like Marines up, and they're like all around them, and the three choppers in the area. And off they go. And uh, he goes, you two can finish debriefing each other at Guantanamo. And uh, she doesn't want to go on a vehicle with him because, you know. His track record with him. Track record, yeah. And then this is the first, this is the only film of the um, Pierce Brosnan regime but doesn't end with him on top of a woman at the end of it. Not on a top. <laughs> on a top. a woman at the end. Uh, which is... <sighs> Yay, feminism. <laughs> <laughs> and that's... And then there's a really bad song that plays over the credits. Yeah, what is that? Which was a song oh, from a different... Really bad. Song from a different movie. The same guy who did the score wrote this song for a different movie. Couldn't use it and put it in this. Ugh. <sighs> Yeah. Lame. So uh, this is what we talk about the money. Liam, you can't play this game because you can see the number on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So uh, the budget for this was $60 million. What do you think this makes? What do you think this makes? Uh, let's start with Ellie. 200 200 Georgia? I think I saw it when I was looking for reviews, so I won't. I will refrain. Okay, Richard? Uh, yeah, 250 Add another 100 to that, and you're right. 350, 352. Wow. Which is good, wow. yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was one of the best of... It's the highest since Moonraker. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mo- Moonraker, it, oh, just, it's a terrible film, but I guess the idea of Bond in space. Yeah. I guess. There's a Bond in space. There, there is. is. <laughs> wow. Um, which is kind of what Austin Powers makes fun of in the second Get Austin Powers movie. Get your jaws into that. Uh, the kill count. How many people do you think Bond kills in this film? Liam, have you looked at the screen yet? No, I haven't. Okay, no. so Liam, I'll let you go ahead and have a guess. Uh, I'm going to say 87. 87. Uh, Georgia? 126. 126. Um, Ellie? 75. 75. And Richard? Uh, 50. Yeah, Richard's got this on, man, because it's 47. Wow. Which wow. makes this the highest kill count of any Bond film. Wow. Now, we don't know. I think that's just people who actually kills in the actual. I don't think it counts the blowing up at the start. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm not okay. sure because we don't know who makes it and who dies because yeah, the general yeah. lives. You don't know, do you? So I guess it counts the, the pilot he throws out and the that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. The ones you know for sure. The ones you know for sure. Uh, and that's really about it. Outside of that, it's just kind of typical endgame sort of stuff. So, I mean, if I ask you whose story this is, that feels a bit stupid this week, doesn't it? Or someone want to disagree, but it's not James Bond's story. Well, Ross's face has a bit On of a an top. arc in it. What, doesn't Alice it? story? Yeah. Uh, not much of one, but he's, you, you can he make is, the argument. So some, you can make the argument. Yeah. He's got yeah, some we, we jurisdiction. Get, yeah, we get a history from him and, you know, how Bond and him are friends. Yeah, yeah. Liam, you think it's uh, Anna Toms, do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you've just stolen my notes. I'm very confused. (laughs) (laughs) It's his girlfriend, of course. It's Anna Toms. Yes. That's the story I was following. <laughs> Nothing here bindings. At some point, we will do an actual Bond roundtable thing. That'd be cool. But where do you rank Brosnan on the list of Bonds? Now, I have to be honest. Like this is, I think this is Brosnan's best film. He's I. I rate him as Bond. Uh, is he it, is he top three? Yeah, for me. Oh, is he okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the prettiest. The, the, pretty <laughs> okay. No, he's about the second for me because whenever I imagined Bond as a kid. Um, he was what I imagined Bond to be. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, obviously I'd seen all the older Bonds, but as soon as that rebranding came out, I was at that age where it was influential. You know, I was only like mid-teen. So for me, he's the one who looked like Bond. But my favourite Bond is Daniel Craig. Okay. That was, a, that was a long introduction. It to was. <laughs> my favorite soundtrack. <laughs> Ellie, you said Brosnan's the prettiest. Yeah, um, I haven't watched any Bond films until today for several years, so I would like to reserve my judgment That's on that fine. one until we've watched them all. Georgia, same thing, I'm guessing. I mean, have you seen the Daniel yeah, Craig? Yeah, I've not seen. I've well, seen the Craig. Craig ones because I, um, I prefer the films that I've seen Craig in. Okay. So I don't really, but... It's hard I, to yeah, separate them. I can't really draw drop judgment richard you're a bond expert where does uh where does he where does he fall yeah top three definitely um yeah i'm looking at number two obviously we we know daniel craig is the more modern bond and they're probably the one films that stick in our memory more but Hmm. yeah he's he's certainly one of the better bonds Yeah, it's what they call recency bias where like the newer is always better brosnan to craig i would agree that i prefer craig's films as a whole over Brosnan's yeah. films. I like how Craig portrays him. Brosnan's Bonds got silly yeah. by the end. Yeah. Some of them just got flat out unbelievable. And I'm like, this is just too far. Uh, but I love Goldeneye. Um, but he's just so calm and collected in everything. He, he shows very different. He doesn't show that many emotions. I think Daniel Craig's trying so hard to show me he's damaged. Whereas with Brosnan, I think it's a little bit under the sur- I think it's a little bit a more, little, more nuanced. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. But I like I like Craig's portrayal of it. When he's hurt, he's hurt. I used to say that Roger Moore was my favorite Bond because I like the suave one. I didn't like he's the my Sean Connery one. beat him up. I like the suave. Yeah. I think. Oh, I think it's probably Brosnan or Craig, despite all that. I yeah. really do. I think. I've soured on more as I've gotten older. I, um, I never liked more though. No? I, didn't, I didn't like that um, slime. So you're saying <laughs> less is more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so what about, where does Alec Trevelyan last list on the name of great, um, great Bond villains? I think he's brilliant. I like him because he is, he is a worthy my, adversary. He is my favorite Bond villain. Yeah. 
No superpowers, nothing, and, and, no voodoo, nothing uh, like that. And what I like about him as well is that when you watch him on screen with Bond yeah. or as um, Brosnan, yeah. you can't take your eyes off him. Yeah. You know, with all the others, you're like, nah. You know, you want, you want yeah. Bond to win. Yeah. He's always struggling. He's, <laughs> he's much better than Jeremy Price. Did Jeremy Price, Jeremy... Which one's that? Oh. Jonathan Price. Jonathan Price, sorry. In Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh, yes, yes. He's much better I've than, Jonathan Price than uh, Robert Carlyle. In... Yeah, I didn't like... I love, I love Robert Carlyle as an actor, but I didn't like him in that. And then Toby, what's his name? Toby oh, Jones. yes, yeah, yeah. He's better than Toby Jones. So, you know what I mean? Like, he's, better than, he's the best Brosnan by a mile, but I think he's the best one I've seen because I just like it when villains are evil versions of good guys. Yeah, same. Yeah. I agree. So, that's it for me. Uh, what about you, Richard? You've, you've seen quite a few. Yeah, Brit, British uh, actors, or Brit, shall we say, always make good villains, and that's why they're generally in American films. But, um, yeah, Alec Trevelyan, um, Sean Bean, great actor, um, played the part really well. There we go. Let's have Bumbling Hugh Grant as a Bond villain. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be well up for that. Yeah. Have him like dial the Britishness up to nine. Are you telling oh. me I can have Hugh Grant and Pierce Brosnan in the same film? Well, you have to get Brosnan to come back. Yeah, and I don't think that's going to happen. If Brosnan were to come back for one more film, I'd be okay with it. Well, if you want to do like, like, like kind of like Logan, to do like, do like old man Bond film. Well, Sean Connery did, right? But, yeah. But... That's not part of the franchise. And that's Never Say Never Again? Never, that what, yeah, yeah, because he said I'd never, I'd play, never play Bond again. Yeah, yeah, Never Say Never Again. And that came out the same year as Roger Moore's, I can't remember which one, but they came out the same year. Oh, okay. And, but that was not part of the... It's not canon? No. Okay. No, no, no. Interesting. Um, I don't know. I think Anna Top is the more memorable Bond girl. Oh. How do we feel about the idea <laughs> of a Bond girl? Because there's always two girls in a Bond film. There's always a good girl and a bad girl. I like them. Okay, what's the role of women like in a Bond film? Because I think it's pretty shocking. Well, yeah, it is. But I, I mean, don't know that it is. to be fair, they hold their own. They put him in his place. Okay, they are submissive sometimes. But, you know. But then you've got the characters in this one of Money, Penny and M who absolutely put him in his place. Yeah. And they're not submissive at all. No. And I really like that. I, I, I'm going to ask you this in all honesty. Does a two-minute scene with M justify everything else in this film? Yeah, Short- but, yeah. Georgia. I basically, what you've just said, I don't like the fact that they put in two minutes of berating Bond just to go, ha now he can have all the boobs he wants. You can't tell him off because he's already been told off. Like, I don't like that. Like, no, just don't do it. Be a but, decent okay. human being here, and here, be told off for your other flaws. But here is the flip side then. And just just hear me out. Then you can't have James Bond. And if that's the case, that's fine. But you can't have James Bond. You can't have James Bond who's not. It, it's you just need who the, to have it, those who the character is. Yeah. Hugh Grant said in an article I read now, it's like 10, 10 15 years old. But he said, he kind of said, James Bond doesn't work without the misogyny. And he said it with a bit of a, like a smile, like, like a wink and a smile. And I think there's something to that. The idea that Bond is, is, is a caricature. Yeah. But we have to go, Bond can seduce women and he can be a womanizer. And we can go, that's fine. He's not a role model. He's a fictional character. Yeah. And so if he's an escapist fantasy, then fine, he's an escapist fantasy. Then let's pr- pr- produce a text at some point where a woman can do that. or something. But you realize it's just who the character is, and he doesn't have to represent what's good in society. No. This is not a, an, an ethics lesson. No, I agree. That's the other point. So yeah. The question is, you can, if you do that, then I agree with George in the sense that it feels a little bit hypocritical where you're going, look at us, we've made our moral statement, now go run along and womanize. Like, just kind of yeah. steer into it and go, yeah. you're a womanizer. That's fine. 
it'll be but interesting if you're to see. Womanizer, be a womanizer, but don't tell tell me that you're that you're not, and then go back and do it. Now that they've like gone that. back to Ray Fines as M, it'll be interesting to see if that sort of dialogue stops a bit. Yeah, because Phoebe Waller Bridge is now right. Wrote, wrote, wrote whenever it comes out, wrote No Time to Die. So, Amazing. So a woman has written the new Bond film. That'll be interesting to see how that works out. That'll be yeah. interesting. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes and what does that mean. So mm. yeah, I'm I'm interested in seeing how that how that comes out. And I'm glad Daniel Craig was in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go around do the usual stuff. Um, favorite character? I don't think I have to ask, but Liam. Well, this oh, might, I might have to ask. Do this you? this might surprise you, yeah. but um. Ramke Jensen. That was a lot of stuff. I love she's, her. She's on the top of your list. She is amazing in this. She okay. kicks ass. She looks hot wearing a gun. <laughs> and um, no, I no, I just I like her as an actress anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just spilled my drink. Um, uh, I like her as an actress anyway. She's just got that strong female presence, and you know me, I'm a sucker for a beauty. But I mean. I do like her. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie. Um, I really like the kind of three head office people. So I I love Q and M and Moneypenny. Okay. So I guess you can make them sort yeah. of an office triumvirate, if you will. That's fine. Y- yeah. The London I mean, players. I would... <laughs> I really like Q because I think he's, like, he's just got really funny little, yep. little bits. Just the sweet old man who gets locked in the basement and says, "Make make gadgets." <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Here's your but lunch. I always, I always love Q in the Bond film. All right, Georgia. I agree with Liam. I really like Honor Top. Yay! I think she's great. I think yeah. she's great. I was like, I was like, genuinely, she holds her own. She gets punched about. I'm like, yeah, go for it. Like that's the role I'd want to play. And she holds your attention like, on screen. I'd want to be the one killing people and like getting killed back because that's that's the that's the quality. Okay. <laughs> gonna get killed back like no matter your gender that's i i like that and also she i liked her death i like that getting wing. that was cool richard uh i like sean bean's character alec trevelyan i i just think how him and bond uh bounce off one another you know and you know on all that that, that you know sean bean for me takes it liam this is where you can guess mine. i'm gonna guess yours ian um I'm going to say Alex Trevelyan as well. Yeah, it's Alex Trevelyan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. great. And he just, he just. <sighs> he is good. If it weren't for her, I would have gone for him. I would love an alternate universe where actually Sean Bean had got a run. Yeah, well. yeah. Because he'd have been good. Oh, jeez, the acting. Mm. It'd He's be so fantastic. Good. He's so good in this. Mm. And there's a reason. I mean, think about it. Bond doesn't get a big speech. At no point does Bond. No. I know it's kind of tropey that the villain gets a big speech at some point. Yeah. But like Sean Bean does a hell of a speech. Yeah. It's, he's, just, he's just really good in this. But he holds his own on screen and he looks and matches, if he, not better. He comes off as such a Boy Scout in that opening sequence. Yeah. He's like, oh, let's do it for England. And you really believe it. Yeah. You believe in the earnestness. Yeah. And then when he's bitter, you're like, oh, shoot. And when he's creepy, you're like, oh, shoot. Yeah. 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 And oh, he's just, he's just excellent. He is, I agree. Um, favorite moment or favorite element? Liam. <laughs> My favorite moment oh, is when the admiral gets killed. Yeah, well, killed. <laughs> he said, yeah, I can't breathe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the symbolism, I'm sure. Uh, Ellie. Um, I really like the tank bit, especially when it um, picks up the statue. Yeah. Um, I thought that imagery was really funny when it was like when the statue was riding the tank. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Georgia. 
Uh, yeah, I think the tank scene was probably my favourite scene as well. Um, it's the bit that felt the most Bond-esque. Um, and I mean, the end did to a certain degree, but the end felt a little bit anticlimactic. Like it kind of just went, Ugh. Yeah, the end was a little bit lame. Like, yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't quite as Bond as I'd, as I'd liked it to have been. Especially after having the tank chase, which was very. Bold, have you just changed really categories? Are you, are you telling us you're grumble now? Is that what's happening? <laughs> uh, maybe. When we, ask you, when we ask you your grumbles, you tell us what you like. <laughs> You've been doing this a lot lately, yeah. Georgia. Richard. I'm, yeah, come on, I'm Richard. Just really shit at this. I'm sorry. No, I really like the tank scene, um, but then you could call, call me the petrol head, so I like cars and, <laughs> and stuff like that. So, yeah, the tank scene's really good, although it had a bit of a lame ending to it. But, yeah, I really like the tank scene. It is proper Bond. I'm going to sort of sort of do a half and half on that because I like, if it was a favorite scene, it would be the tank scene. But overall, I'm going to say what I thought about this film is it was fun. Yeah. Oh, oh my other favorite scene was the car chase. <laughs> I like that. Exactly. It was, yeah. This film was incredibly fun. And it was. If it was. It's, if it's, you it's know, with, with big moments, you remember. So mm-hmm. if it's the, the plane going off the end and the bike chase. That was it, cool. Or the bungee jump or the car that was, chase. Oh, I missed all that. I forgot. <laughs> or, or, or a tank scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the third act, the fun stops a bit because you have it to does. get in the character side of it. And I guess it's, it's, it's earned its way there. But, yeah. And just realized I should have given him a bit of a shout out in some capacity to Alan Cumming, who I thought was really good in this. Yeah, and no one him. yeah, he was, but... Okay, mm. grumble? My biggest grumble was when Q is showing all the gadgets. Oh, the, the, the sight gags. Oh, I hate <laughs> this. That's like watching two different movies. They're it's not a comedy movie. Yeah, it's not... I think I have to just reiterate what you're saying here. It's not the idea of a Q and the stuff he makes up. No. It's, it's, it's the idiots in the background who are getting it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I, I just uh, oh. if it's supposed to be intelligence, like they should, they, they've been working on this stuff. Yeah. They should know. Yeah. Like, how does Bond know more than them already? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have minded if Q would have showed Bond, like with the the plaster cast, yeah. where he fired at the thing. That I'm fine with, right? Because he's just showing him. But when this thing's going off in the background, you're like, no, come on. Stop. I hear you. I hear you. That was my grumble. I think the film's funny enough. You didn't need that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ellie. Um, I just felt like it overstayed its welcome a little bit. Um, so I guess maybe the pacing or the length, what maybe a combination of the two. Um, I think probably after the tank bit, I think there was just too much. I mean, it's if, if you. Know, I, I hear you. That's fine. Like basically, but I you, got bored. But you're going to hate Bond films then, because because that that's the structure every time. I know it is, and I've seen I've seen a fair few before. Like, I can't remember them particularly well because it's been a long time, but I can, I kind of appreciate that's what they are. But I don't know. There's something about the last sort of third of the Act film three isn't as much fun as Act like, one. No. Yeah, yeah. We are, we're we're all in agreement. We're in agreement on that. Yeah, Georgia. Uh, see, I'm pretty much going to disagree with what you you said. I don't think it was fun enough. Really? I think it was. It it leaks into too silly and also tries to take itself seriously, but it's not i just i didn't enjoy it i was i was bored the bit i liked was the tank scene and the very beginning but other than that i can't really resonate much with it i i don't mm, think i'm a bored. bond fan <laughs> i liked i really like skyfall which is really strange but that's the only one i've seen that i've really actively skyfall enjoyed. is my favorite so it's a very different kind of film it is a very different film what about you yeah, Richard? that's probably why i like that one <laughs> richard what about you um 
grumble bit. There, there are bits sort of unexplained, like how did she get in the helicopter? Yeah, that's a big one, actually. Uh, I'll give you, you that. Know, it, it, you know, Something got cut. Yeah, yeah, I think so. There was two or three of those throughout the film, and it's like, um, how, what, when did that happen? And mm. yeah, it did unexplained, and it's just yeah, that just annoyed. Liam, you mentioned how did the tank get ahead of the train? Yeah. <laughs> Which actually is a great point. Like, how does Bond know they're going to be taking that train? Because he he lost them. Yeah. It's such a strange thing. Um, Mine is, I did not like the girl who played Natalia. I thought she was very poor. She was nice to look at. She was nice to look at, which that that might be what her role is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Russian girl who seems, at moments she's an idiot, at moments she's a genius. And she's, everything she's bipolar. So either she's like, yeah, yeah, we have. Or she's like, I don't know. Hello, James Bond. Yeah, there's nothing much. in the middle ever, and no. it was just going. I don't understand this woman. I it's weird. I really liked her when I when I, when I saw it when I was younger, and now I'm going. She just kind of gets on my nerves, mm. and therefore, what do you do when you have a damsel in distress? Like, I don't really care. Yeah, kill her. <laughs> the mission, always the mission first, Bond. <laughs> so that's that. Um, I guess it's time for. Is this anybody's best role ever? Mm. Is this anybody the best thing they've ever done? I think you could argue Brosnan. I mean, he's much better in Mamma Mia. What are you saying? <laughs> you mean you mean he weren't good enough for Mrs. Delphine? <laughs> no, I mean he gets a fruit hit in his head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd say. No, I think it's his best thing. I think yeah, that's what he'll be remembered for. Oh, for sure, for sure. That or the dodgy singing on Mamma Mia. Uh, Sean Bean. <laughs> no, this is not his. I love him in I this. I love Sean Bean in this. I love Sean Bean in this, but this is not his, but he's done so many great roles. Mm. I mean, Ned Stark, he might be remembered for, but yeah, that's the best TV. Sharp yeah. is what he'd be remembered for know, over I don't, here. I don't even know Sharp. He played Sharp for like 15 years. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, during I, the he, was the, he was the bad guy in the first National Treasure film. He was. He was very good in it, too. He was very good. He's very good in everything, though. Come on. He's a very good, good guy, and he's a very good, bad guy. He is. Oh, yeah. shoot. Boromir. You might, you might yeah. have it there. I think I think you probably do have it there. Oh, it's hard. It is hard. He's very he's, good. He's so good. Uh, Famke Jansen's done better things, and oh, I love her. No one else of <laughs> consequence, really. No, no. Um, okay, uh, I think it's time for age game. Age game. Let's all play the age, age game. game. <laughs> Okie dokie. So we'll start with James Bond, then, shall we? Piers Brosnan. I'd say he was forty-seven. I was going to say 47. That's weird. I'm sticking with it. Richard? Uh, um, yeah, 45. I'll, I'll go young. I'll go 40. He's 43. What? Oh, Richard. Uh, 45. Well Close. Well yeah. Mm. Oh. Um, Sean Bean. Alec. <sighs> Younger. Really? Okay. Mm. For... 42. 40. Richard? Mm. Um, um, 38 44 Pardon? 44 uh, He's only 36 Wow Ooh. We're older yeah. than him now <laughs> That's yeah. weird Actually Sean Bean looked pretty good there So I'm okay with that Wow uh, Natalia Oh <sighs> 32 27 uh, um, 33 You're all high 23 25. Hey, oh, wow. So in between, yeah. Um, on the top? Oh. 32. 26. 40. 
31. Wow. Oh, Georgia. Oh, I said 32. Oh, well, she's yeah, a 30. Split, split them. Oh, okay. Split them. Um, Boris, Alan Cumming? Mm, 28. 32. 30. Um, 34. Richard Scott is 30. Wow. Well done. Not least, um, I did Judy Dench because oh, she's wow. a dame. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, 56. 52. 48. 55. I'll tell you why you all thought she looked old. It's because she's 61 in this. Wow. wow. So she's much older no. than you all thought. Yeah. yeah. I thought I was cheating wow. low, but I think I was cheating that low. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so what that means now, Georgia, is uh, you've got to talk to us a little bit about um, some reviews for the film. I, I have, yes. So I was looking for a few different ones. Most of them are pretty positive. Um, there aren't any that completely scold it, but they they're the couple that aren't the biggest fans. So Empire um, online, I think it's Empire Magazine, say uh, this is the best Bond mo- movie since On Her Majesty's On Her Majesty's Secret Service. On the evidence of Golden Eye, the shaken, not stirred secret agent can more than hold his own against True Lies, the Die Hard series, Under Siege, and any other other action hero franchises. So they're giving him quite good props there. He apparently stands up. Uh, our friend Roger Ebert um, hey. says, watching the film, I got caught up in the special effects and the neat stunts. I observed with a certain satisfaction Bond's belated entry into a more modern world, which I think we spoke about as well. Like he actually starts to yep. a bit more tech and that sort of stuff in this one. I um, think he's also talking also- about like, like socially. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, Brosnan was quite adequate, although all of the later Bond suffer from the reality that no one else will really ever replace Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd good enough time i guess although i never really got involved i was shaken but not stirred but i think this is probably how i feel about this <laughs> that's film, well written mm. that's very, well, very written. well written there's a reason why i like I roger ebert yeah yeah <laughs> yeah thank you very much i like roger ebert shaken but not stirred yeah me i don't necessarily agree with it but i think it's good it's well written one thing i do want to say though richard do you remember i think the girls are too young to remember this but do you remember when bond used to be on like christmas holidays easter holidays they'd always be a Bond movie. Always. That yeah, doesn't always on the TV around the holidays. That yeah. doesn't happen anymore, does it? Isn't, but isn't, it was a standard I thing. Is, I think that is why I've seen a lot. Leaders. Doesn't Sky? Oh, is it? Doesn't Sky yeah, have like have like a, a whole Bond ago. channel? Like it does. Like every now and then they'll talk about like a Sky Bond. Yeah, maybe. And it'll just be like a month where they'll just show Bond films on like a special channel. But it used to but be all, like on certain holidays. Also on uh, terrestrial TV here in the UK, like ITV three or something, show Bond every day. I think. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And oh, certainly at the like every Sunday and stuff. So I remember seeing bits of Bond films like yeah. around my Sunday dinner. Well, they're not on any streaming services. Oh, okay. No. So um, it, it, it does limit the exposure of the franchise. And so if you want it to be a big deal, if people can't find it, why would they go see the next one? Yeah. That's the thing. Let's talk about some of our friends, shall we? Let's, let's have a listen. Lee, also known as Lestat. Yay. Said, <laughs> sent me a message. I've played the game. I actually don't remember the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like at all. 
<laughs> good lad, good lad. Um, we've got uh, it's a musical podcast. You said it was the first Bond they ever saw, and it started their love affair. Ever since this film, they would act- anxiously await ITV covering all the Bonds each Saturday night, so I could see all his adventures. Yes, Sean Connery is the Bond, but Pierce Brosnan was my Bond. This film is one of the best ensembles too. Judy Dench debuts as M, and I love her putting Bond in his place. Such mm-hmm. a great introduction to this iteration of M. And Famke Jansen is a great additional villain as Zenya. Uh. Could do about the poor surname choice, though. You guys are wrong. The surname yeah. choice is <laughs> on the top of my list. Yes. My only critique is Natalia. She isn't the best of Bond girls. She's not. And I think it's down to weak writing for her. She does her best with her limited material. I'll agree the writing's weak. Yeah. I don't think she's very good. No. She or or great. she was directed. See, the question is, I can't argue that she's directed poorly and then everybody else just directed well. So yeah, I think it, it has to seems... fall at her feet. Yeah. Uh, also, the theme, Goldeneye, is such a great tune. I adore mm-hmm. it. We agree that, musical podcast. We well do, yeah. Uh, the Paul and Griff Show. Hey. Goldeneye, after a six-year absence from our screen, brought back a lighter watch in the last two Dalton films. Arguably Brosnan's best outing, Sean Bean as 006 and Famke Jansen as Zenya Onatop, make for worthy nemeses. What could have been better... Sorry, what could have been if Bar- Brosnan had better scripts to follow? And I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. This is the best he gets, unfortunately. Yeah, he does, yeah. Spyhards says, it's hard to condense our feelings on Goldeneye into one tweet. Well, I would say, gentlemen, do what it's a musical podcast did and send me four. <laughs> <laughs> but suffice to say, it breathed new life to a franchise that was on the ropes. Pierce Brosnan was born to play the role, and this film is fantastic work and thrilling action scenes, easily a top five James Bond film. I would totally agree with that logic there. Um, Debbie! Hey, Debbie. I do like this film. Always love the music and all the films. Also been fun listening to Hubby getting ready for the podcast and finding out some very interesting facts. Can't uh, wait to hear it. And if we don't, if I don't, don't remember this in a bit, Richard, you've done a fantastic job. Thanks so you much have, for Richard. coming on, buddy. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, Always a pleasure. Carlo, even though I saw a couple of the more Dalton ones as a kid, this was the one, first one I saw as a more aware, in brackets, or in quotation marks, teenagers. Brackets, <laughs> I was 18. I think I'm picking up the subtext here. Yeah, yeah. That might be why I have a soft spot for it. Interesting choice of adjective. And consider it one of the best. <laughs> the fact that the climax, interesting choice of verb, was filmed in Puerto Rico also helps. <laughs> and it's a noun, not a verb. But anyway. Um, uh. I'm just seeing if there's any. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, from Geek Peak, Pierce Brosnan will always be my Bond. First Bond film I watched to this day. It's my favorite. It only casts a larger shadow of how unworthy its successors are. I hope, I I guess that's a reference, I hope more to the the Brosnan films because Craig's done a couple of good ones. I like Casino Royale and I really like Skyfall. Yes, Skyfall is my favorite. Those are both really, really strong. Quantum of Solace Solace is terrible. It's a bottom five Bond film. And Spectre's just a Bond film. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of the middle. Yeah. Which we thought it was going to be more of than it was, but it wasn't. Yeah. So all that's left now is for our ratings. Our ratings. So Liam, out of 10, where do you rank Goldeneye? Almost at Skyfall. <laughs> I'm going to say on a top for eight. <laughs> on a top for eight? <laughs> I don't even know what the pun's supposed to be. There, but... uh, Ellie. I'm going to give it a seven. A seven? Okay. Georgia, who I fear might be the lowest one. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be under five. I'm going to give it um, on a scale of body, thigh-crushing deaths out of (laughs) ten. It's going to get a six. Six body-crushing deaths That's not bad. I thought it was going to be less. Richard? I'm a shaken but not stirred. Eight. Eight? Okay. Yeah, I'm an eight. Okay. 
well, then I see all of your scores, and I'm going to spike them <laughs> with my score of eight and a half. Oh, nice. I had a lot no. of fun. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. It's probably my favorite Bond film. It's up there. It's this or Skyfall, but they're two very Skyfall different films. Skyfall is my favorite. Two very different films, and uh, uh, it's he drives a tank through St. Petersburg, man. He I does. Mean, and the story holds up. The story holds up. Uh, the characters are good, and I yeah. care about them. Shame about Natalia, but for a Bond film, and it might be where it hits its head at eight and a half. Yeah. But I'm going, oh, fantastic, fantastic film. It's such a good supporting cast, though, really, isn't it? Yep. So, yeah. Oh, and it sets up a universe that yeah, they'll go yeah, back yeah, to again yeah, and again yeah, and again. Yeah. yeah. So, if he'd have kept the Aston Martin the whole way through the film, it might have scored higher. <laughs> <laughs> so all that's left is for us to have what we're doing next week, and we need Ooh. Ethan for that. So we now have the whole gang here, and we're going to talk about what we're doing next week. So because we have Liam and Ethan here, I think it's fairly safe to say for next week, we've got a crossover episode. Can I guess? Uh, give me a second to set it up, and then you can absolutely oh, okay. guess. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. So, uh, actually, I don't really know what else to set up with. So, for next week, where we'll only have the one podcast coming out, which will be yeah. less work for me, so I'm happy about that. Good, good. Yep. Um, what do you think it's going to be, Liam? Pirates of the Caribbean. We are doing Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah! Yeah. So, topical, interesting. I mean, there's there, some yeah. news. I mean, we're going to have to talk about it a little bit. But yeah. I think similar to Kevin Spacey and um, David, not David Fincher, uh, who's the guy who did... Uh, Oh, oh. Who's the guy who did Usual Suspects? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Singer. Brian yes, Singer. yeah. Similar to Spacey and Singer, I think we're going to have to go. Of course. There's something happen off to the side, but can we still look at this as a piece of art for, for what it is? So, I am very interested in Captain Jack. Barry, I am. Just so we all know. Um, <laughs> I think they're good fun. They are good. The first one's the best the one first, by far. That's what we're doing. So yeah, uh, it was just time. I didn't want to get through the year without doing it. Uh, it was one that was sitting there for the Disney one that I went, shoot, someone's going to want to do this, and it qualifies. I definitely want to do it for, for both. So I yeah. thought there was an opening this week, and I went, this is the time to do it. Best, Yeah, good. So that was the decision for that. So are we all feeling pretty good about Killer yeah. Captain Jack? Yeah, I can't wait to see aye it again. I love Captain e- Ethan? I haven't seen it. Aye, aye. Aye, aye. Aye, aye. So please join us next week when we tackle Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. For Best Film Ever, I've been Ian. I've been Liam. I've been Ellie. I've been Georgia. And I've been Richard. And I just want to say, everybody, well done. Good job. But uh, everything you've risked your life for during these two hours is over. The rules have all changed. For England, Liam? No, for me. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Get you on the flippy flip flop. Hundred percent. It's open. The update. The update up on the update. The update. The update. We are complete on the update. My ears. Okay, okay. Do do do. Da da da. And of course, the ending credits will always say, always say, Bond will return in.
For England, Liam? Oh, I've got. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that, end there, just end there.